taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. And we are the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yo, The weekend got an album dropping tonight, I just saw it on Instagram. Oh, does he? Yeah. Another, another, uh, what was his last album? Was it Starboy? That wasn't his um, last album, was it? No, it was the album with the red cover. It wasn't Starboy. That wasn't Starboy. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. He had something. He had something more recent than that. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up right now. I have to know the answer to this. Uh, I'm almost positive that Starboy was the weekend's last album. It was Dear Melancholy, or My Dear Melancholy. Did not hear about that shit. At oh, all. it was good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That song, Call Out My Name, Fire. Oh, I thought that was from like the uh, what's from that like older called? stuff. No, I thought that was from uh, Call Out My Name. Oh yeah, no, I, either you're singing it terribly wrong, or I just don't know what the song. Oh, that you're was as about. close to the weekend <laughs> as, as you're ever gonna get. I can karaoke that I, shit. Yeah, like, oh my god, that's I the really real did. See, no, they nobody would ever say that. <laughs> uh, I really did see you try though. You're you're really going for the gold there. Yeah, yeah. And with the flu too. Oh, you got the flu? No, not not the flu, flu. But okay, because I was. I'm kind of nasally. That's why I didn't hit that. I was going to tell you to get that out. note. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I want uh, no part of it. But flu. you know what? He's been um, from everything I've been seeing on Instagram, he's been like very happy lately. <laughs> I don't want happy yeah, weekend. You, you I don't do want. I don't listen want to that, that shit. I want to listen to that dark shit. Yeah, that, like dark R and B love music. Bitch, I will kill you. <laughs> I will set you on fire <laughs> if you leave me. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't agree with this <laughs> no, at all. I, I do not. Yeah. Look, I, I'm just gonna deny that just so that if the cops come knocking on my door, <laughs> I can just be like, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. I never, I've never agreed to anything like no, this. I, see, I tell all the chicks I date, like, yeah. you know what? I listen to a lot of Weekend, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just I, as okay. So is it emotional as he is, is the same response for women? I listen to very a lot of, dangerous. I listen to a lot of SZA. It's like the same thing. It's like, wait a minute. I don't <laughs> know have, what that you means. Have to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like SZA's. are we right for each other? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> they, they did. They did drop a banger. Yeah. Oh, they, they what, was that? Was that? No, again? that was SZA. No, it was because that was the Black Panther. It was Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, he did a song with both of them. And so, then Kendrick did one with SZA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, All the stars and some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I didn't really like that song until I actually watched the movie. And then you see it at the end in the ad credits mm-hmm. where they they're playing it. You're like, oh, I get this song now. Like, I didn't, I did not care for the song. You know, that's another. I, point I didn't love for, it, but um, was the weekend and uh, Kendrick Lamar song in the yeah. Black Panther? That shit was dope. His the the Kendrick's verse in that song yeah. might be one of the hardest verses ever. I feel like we say that a lot. He's like, I fight you, I fight... Uh, what, no, he said, I fight you, I fight the world, I fight myself. I was like, that's dope. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about Kendrick. It's like, I'm kidding, I can't say <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, what are you going to say? <laughs> and like, you know what? I don't, I don't... Like, sometimes I struggle with whether or not, like, I like Kendrick. Like, you know the music is good, right? You yeah. know it's like quality shit. You know there's bars there. Yeah. Same thing with J. Cole. Like it doesn't get you like moving and grooving, you know. I'm not like gonna be on the treadmill, 
listening to that just because it's not going to get me as hype yeah. as, you know, I would if I'm listening to like Moneybag or, <laughs> you know, Migos or something like that, right? Yeah. But if I want to actually listen to the music, those are the guys I'm going to. Yeah, if you want substance. Like, like that's different from like, it just depends on your mood, honestly. Like, it, it for me, it depends on like, when I'm the vibe I'm feeling at any given point in time, like, yeah, I want to listen to Kendrick when I'm like, I kind of just want to be out of my head for a second and I need to like listen to something to like take me somewhere else. Yeah. But if well, I'm you're just not listening thinking to your own shit, thoughts, you're like, you can just hear, hear someone else. Yeah. Like, but if I'm just like going to work in the morning, like I, yeah, sure. It's yeah. What do you listen to in the morning? First thing. First thing in the morning. Shit. Uh, am I, am I being honest here? Yeah. Nothing. I don't really listen to anything. No podcast, NPR. Oh, I do listen to podcasts. I do listen to NPR in the mornings. Okay. So you, what I meant you prefer is like, like talk, not music. Yeah. You prefer like talk radio yeah, or podcast. Yeah, something to warm me up for the day. Something to get me thinking, you know? Like, like you can't start your day off with like. Fuck the police. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. fuck the police. As, oddly enough, as, <laughs> like, uh, as, uh, as okay, Kanye would NWA. say. As Kanye would say, uh, that's a pretty bad way to start the conversation. Yeah. You know, if, if you start off your day with, man. Hey, I fucked the bitch last night. Shit was right, you know. Yeah, Damn, I was killing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was killing it. Yeah. That was all the dome too. Yeah, that was uh, that um, was straight off the. It uh, depends on where uh, you could start your day with that. If you're like, if you work retail, if it's a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you work only at H and M or only, something like only that. Only at J C Penny. You can't you can't play that anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> But you, yeah, you you can't um, have had listened to that, and you're on your way to uh, like the daycare facility you work at, or, or the old person's home, or you know, yeah. like could you imagine getting out of their car and the parents just looking at you like, nah, like, oh yeah, or or like if you were like in your, you know, you know that minute or two you might sit in your car and yeah. listen to music, yeah. if you were bumping some like straight trap shit, and then you get out, and then, just and then you. you're the lead instructor for class that day. You get out and it's like fuck, fuck bitches get get bags of money, throw diamonds in the air, <laughs> cash, a cash, 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 shake so that ass, like, and then you I? get out the car and you're like, all right, kids, <laughs> here we go, are we ready for an exciting day? The parents are like, can I get my deposit back? Like, <laughs> what would you do? Like honestly, what would you do in that situation? I know you got a daughter. Like, I'd be like, yo, come on, man, like, what the fuck you doing? Like, I heard you listening to that new Offset album that just dropped because I was listening too, but not this morning. Come on, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, like when we think of the qualities you want in like teachers or like, you know, anybody who like, or like maybe even if it's like you're fucking like, like your dentist or some shit, you don't want your dentist walking in and talking about, yo. Smack the bitch, red a bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, wait should a you minute. be listening to Beethoven or <laughs> yeah. fucking classical music Something to help your hands? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't think Migos is helping your hands. What? <laughs> oh fuck! All right, what were you about to say? I, I was, I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna first thing in the morning. Let yeah. me answer the question for myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know I forgot to ask you. So first thing in the morning, yeah. I, I I usually like to listen to um like Ebro in the morning. Okay, or yeah, yeah. um uh. Uh, what's the other dude? The British guy. He has a radio show on Apple Music. <coughs> the fuck if I know. The British uh, guy. Uh, Zane Lowe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. Like, like one of those yeah. radio shows. Um, and I particularly like when they have a 
uh, an international artist on. Mm. An artist I've never heard about because I know I'm going to like get a chance to listen to just some really like funky, dope international music really quickly in yeah. my 20, 30 minute drive to work. Um, I don't know. It just kind of opens up your ears a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, and if I'm not listening to that, I'll try and listen to like a, a, a podcast. Um, but sometimes if I know like all right, I've got a morning ahead of me, I will go to like a dope album. Like this morning on the way into work, I listened yeah. to like Meek Mill's Champions. Okay, I would say I would listen to music if I if I know I'm preparing for something. Like yeah. if I've got like something big that I'm like getting ready for, then I'll listen to something to like get me in some sort of like headspace. But and if, you, even, if you're like on your way to court, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to beat that case, you gotta listen to some Mace. Yo, I'm killing it yeah. right now. Yo. No, that wasn't good. Yeah. Mace never had to beat a case. Mace, what? Yeah, did, did he have to be the case? Of course, not. I don't know. I have no, no idea. I have I no evidence to back that up. <laughs> well, uh, does pretending to be a pastor count as an illegal act? Can you no, get? No, he was ordained. Was he? Yeah. Who like what like what did he do? Did you just go to like the website and print that shit I out? I think you can do it online. <laughs> that, could you imagine? that religious money? They're like, yo, you want to get you this? Could you imagine money? a fucking sermon by Mace? It probably that be real would be smooth. no. It wouldn't be smooth because he was always. It'd the be smooth so rapper. annoying because it's like, yo, just hurry up! Like, I got my, car, my I'm double parked outside. Can you fucking? Can you nah, speed this be along? He'd be like, I've been around, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I've been around the world, and Jesus name. <laughs> you see how smooth that transition would be? That was not smooth. He would have that you moving in your seat like horse and carriage. <laughs> Brought me Jesus. Yeah. Mace talks to everybody like he's trying to seduce them. That he was the first smooth rapper. But it's not smooth. It's just you're talking very slowly. No, no. Nah, nah. Mace always had the smooth flow. I don't know. Look, I, I was listening to uh, Cam uh, the other day. And uh, again, this little was a, Kim. Yeah, no, I said Cam. Kim yeah. Jean. I thought you said Kim. I was no, like, no, no, no. I said Cam. Um, so I was driving to go play a football game. Uh, and this was early in the morning, so I was listening to music. Um, and Cam came on. Uh, it was uh, Get 'Em Girls, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was just thinking to myself, how did this dude support himself as a rap artist? Yo, that shit back in high school. That Yo, shit was, even it was, now it was fire. And I still like it's clearly rapping about shit. <laughs> Yo, what is this dude? I'm rolling talking? dice. <laughs> I'm getting nice. <laughs> I got the ice. <laughs> Get them, girl. girl. Like, I'm what? flipping bricks. <laughs> I'm counting sticks. I'm hitting licks. Get them, girl. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> yo, he's like, holy poly, do the okie dokie. I'm like, yo, turn Cam. around, hokey pokey. <laughs> like, yo, what are you talking about, my guy? But that shit was fire in high school, though. Yo, it's the world's <laughs> biggest mystery. How we ever accepted this as an acceptable? If, if one thing is true, and I don't know if Dipset said, I th- I'm pretty sure it was it was like uh, Joel Santan who said this. Like, if you want to listen to Dipset, you ain't get your dick wet. <laughs> That's probably true because uh, yeah, every I, I, every chick that I that I banged in high school yeah. listened to Purple Haze. <laughs> Uh, fair enough it, it, while it, those five minutes last <laughs> luckily the song was perfectly timed it was, i think it was like four minutes and 38 seconds so it was well timed song hey well y- you would know uh it, so i don't yeah i don't understand like what would possess us 
to consider that an acceptable form of like entertainment somebody just literally just just they pick one sort of like syllable or and then just keep rhyming with it it's so just, this focusing is just, on that song on like cameron's verse right you know what yeah. it was mm. it was sometimes and it was an artist that i was listening to um wow, what's his name he recently did that song with cardi b um, not Bruno Mars. Like, nah, it's like turn it around, bust it down, fuck it all. Oh, the way. Uh, uh, partisan, partisan Fontaine. Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. So he, I listened to his uh, interview on Ebro in the morning, right? And he yeah. was like, you know, sometimes with an artist, it's not even about like what you're saying. It's like your charm, your charisma, and how you say it. He was like, you yeah. can give the same verse to three different artists, yeah. and one of them is just going to deliver it better than the other and if cameron has anything yeah it's delivery no that, that that's 100 true and i actually i think uh the, the person that uh partisan actually he, he that he works with a lot is uh is cardi and i think yeah. that people like rag on her, oh my god she doesn't write her own shit i'm like yo her delivery is killer like she's got a killer delivery like yeah. you know what i mean that shit gets everybody moving like oh shit like you know yeah like cardi's playing yo, in the clubs and the guys today. are banging it just as, as much as the girls i work today a fucking one of the uh you know person who you'd look at and be like nah you wouldn't be fucking singing cardi up there singing cardi b we're about to start a fucking interviews <laughs> yeah bro, i would be uh, i'd be banging cardi in a whip too <laughs> yeah yeah okay so what if somebody like your the, the person whoever is like the daycare person is Hopping up the car playing Cardi. What do you do? You can't listen to Cardi while you're taking care of my <laughs> kids. <laughs> can't be when, talking when about. You, yeah, when you get off work, you can listen to Cardi, but I don't want my daughter talking coming about them home red bottoms. Back, back, backing it up. <laughs> like, what the fuck is my daughter learning at this daycare? All right. Smoke all of y'all. <laughs> yeah, let's get this shit popping. Um, Okay, uh, a lot of happenings in the uh, the TV and film world. Uh, but of course, uh, as we always do, we're going to take a little left turn. Uh, we're going to talk about something clearly that we need to talk about. Okay, you know what we need to talk about? Are we going to talk about Robert Kraft? Oh, them Kraft singles. Is that where them you're going? Kraft singles, of course, is where I'm going. I got a lot. I got Kraft a lot to singles. say about this. Mm. So, yeah. What the fuck was he thinking? Okay. Why are you, you are a billionaire, Robert Kraft. <laughs> you got big B's, okay? Yeah. You don't go yeah, to- Yeah, like a strip mall kind of- The strip mall <laughs> rub and tug spot. You don't go, he could build a fucking outhouse- <laughs> But that's not, that's not why you do it, though. You do it because you want to feel normal, okay? Sometimes if you're really rich, you just want to feel normal. No, I would just build one out back of my house and have, <laughs> you know, fucking Cambodian refugees uh, oh, Jesus smuggled. That, this got dark. There. Quick. <laughs> this got real dark. Quick. Have people sex trafficked Yikes. there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I, I don't support sex <laughs> yeah, trafficking. <please> don't. <laughs> we do not support but, sex trafficking. Traffic but in what I'm saying is he can have whatever entertainment yeah. he likes brought to him yeah where whatever happens on your own property is legal right yeah is Why? it i don't think that's the way life works if i have a young lady at my house and you know, i don't think you can run a sex trafficking ring out of your house and be like guys it was at my house it's legal well if i own the 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 
32 acres around my property and that yeah. thing is happening on the 33rd ask, acre. Ask, I don't own that property. Ask David Koresh if everything that happens on your property is legal. I don't know who that is. He's, nah, he enough. didn't have a good enough lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't buy the case. Robert Kraft could buy the case. Um, anyway, so again, I, I don't support sex trafficking or anything like that, but yeah. whatever fun you want to have, Robert, have it brought to you. You have enough money. I would have it helicoptered in. Yeah. You don't go to the strip mall rub and, rub and tug place. <laughs> what? Yeah. That, too I'm risky. Not, you're not gonna, you're uh, risking too much. Uh, and he was in Miami of all places. Yeah. Why uh, didn't you just go to Tootsie, Robert? He doesn't. Well, he, him and Meek haven't talked about that. I, th- they, I think they were talking about police reform, but they didn't get around to talking about Tootsies. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, a, couple, uh, a couple months ago. Meek was calling Robert Kraft like, hey, listen, I need you to come get me out of here. Uh, <laughs> no. As of last week, Robert is calling Meek like, hey, Meek, I need you to come get me out of here. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I heard that this actually happened during the AFC title game. Yeah. That's that's kind of crazy because we're just hearing about it now. So and yet, it was an ongoing investigation. I, I think the oh, first it? time it happened was during the AFC Championship game where uh, the uh, New England Patriots beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So apparently he went and got a massage early in that morning, got you know got a little rub and tug, little BJ. Yeah. Um, jumped on his private jet and then went and uh, watched his team win the <laughs> AFC Championship. Sounds like a pretty good sounds day. Sounds like, uh, yeah, that sounds like a... Uh, but why didn't he just have... His rub and tug on his jet. I don't know. Uh, it's a very big mystery. Again, you you kind of want to feel uh, normal if you're, you know, that rich, uh, until you end up in the news for rub and tugs. Uh, hey, sometimes you live life dangerously. You okay? just want to take those chances. You, you gotta you know take the risk. There, there is a thrill to taking <laughs> risks. Yeah, what's life if you don't know that you might die at any day? Like, I still know? like to steal shit every now and then. Like sometimes I just don't <laughs> like to pay for stuff. Okay, when like, if, if I go to H and M, yeah, I'm like mm, fuck these. Let me just <laughs> let me just stuff this little pocket square yeah. in my bag. See if I get caught. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, well you're gonna have me on fucking. Uh, fucking. Uh, I was figuratively speaking. Okay. Uh, I wasn't yeah. really not wink, I'll, and I'm I'll winking, be, and my fingers are crossed. Craigslist really looking for a new co-host every yeah. time I go to the one in the Columbia Mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I have no bail money for you. I can't. I can't post bail for you. So, all right, what, what do you think about this whole Robert Kraft thing? I think it's weird, right? Like, uh, so I, I think two things. When I first heard the story, I just thought, oh, he just hires some prostitutes, and I don't understand. Like, and I, and I got into this whole thing about like, like, why is prostitution still illegal? Like, it's this very. It seems like a very weird thing. If like, and if you think about it, like, if we legalize prostitution, then we can regulate it, right? So then, all the women who are put into very sort of dangerous situations, who don't have any recourse, because it's like, what are you going to go up to the cops and be like, hey, you know. I, this guy paid me for sex and then proceeded to like beat my face in. Um, you can, you can't go to the cops with that because it's like you're, you know, they're gonna you're doing an illegal act in the first place. So you're gonna be obviously hesitant and if not, um, you know, unwanting to 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 go to the police. But then I realized, oh, like if there's a whole like sex trafficking thing angle to it that I didn't really understand that I honestly still don't even to this point I still don't fully comprehend and in that case yeah fuck him like he do time do whatever the fuck like obviously being a billionaire right he's a billionaire right I'm assuming yeah. okay 
Yeah, I know. Craft, because it's uh, cheese, right? That's what they sell. What do they sell? Craft, uh, yeah, cheese. It's but like cheese. I think that's the different craft, isn't it? I thought it was the same. No, I don't think that's like the these guys are the craft cheese family. Oh, that's guys. what I was saying, craft singles. Yeah, I yeah, no. that. that was a that was a very. I think, yeah, I think his last name is just Craft, and he just uh, makes well, money. So what does he do? Uh, to be honest, I have no fucking idea. Cheese. I'm pretty sure He's there's the no cheese Kraft cheese Kraft connection because okay. I think that is C R A F T. The, the cheese no, that's company definitely K R K R A F T. Really, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, but no. Uh, so, so the point you were making about the whole like why is prostitution still uh, illegal thing? I mean, that's a question a lot of people are asking, right? Because you have, I think there are like over twenty countries worldwide that have legalized prostitution, and for the most part, they have seen uh, a positive change in both uh, drug use, uh, domestic abuse, and violence cases, uh, as well as the spread of disease. Yeah. Um, like uh, one country I know about, Austria. Prostitution in Austria is completely legal. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, you know, it being legal, it, it is uh, kind of like oversaw by the government, right? There are laws around it. Yeah. Um, sex workers, uh, they are technically like employees of whatever business they work for. They get health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're in that profession, I think they have to undergo monthly exams, which curbs uh, the spread of disease, right? Yeah. They pay taxes. Um you know, it, it's it's another adult business that people are going to do it anyway. Yeah. You may as well legalize it and then have there be some type of positivity from it. Job creation, economic growth, safety, um, health, you know, or at least uh, curbing the spread of disease. Yeah. It's kind of like marijuana. People are going to smoke weed no matter what. What did, you know, states like Colorado do? They legalized it. And then the state saw what, like in the first year, $100 million in Tax revenue, not even like retail sales and business revenue, just tax revenue. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. It just seems like a very strange thing, right? <clears throat> like, are we saying prostitution's illegal for like moral reasons? Because it's I, like, know, I think that's what it's it wrong to. It's like, that seems like a very sort of religious angle to like thinking about it. Right? Yeah. And religion <clears throat> ruins everything okay i I don't understand religion why is religion not illegal it it, it holds so many people back religion is why a lot of people say uh, like you can't smoke oh in the bible it's you know smoking is wrong it's it's in the bible doing drugs abusing i've never heard this this the smoking yeah a lot of um a lot of the reason why i mean so there's one the fda banned it as illegal and um, as an illegal substance, and then there's a religious angle, whereas you know a lot of people in like the Catholic Church or Christianity or whatever religion mm-hmm. uh, deems it as like uh, kind of like, uh, putting non-purified things into the body, which is not holy, and all that bullshit. <laughs> smoke. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Le- legalize prostitution, marijuana. Let's start to ban religion in some places. I don't want to fucking hear about. Yo, do you know what's happening mm. lately? There are these uh, kids that keep coming to, to to my door. Yeah. Um. You know, fucking. Um. What do they call like Jehovah's Witness? Oh God, I, I, I fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to punch one of those kids in the face. I'm like, mm, where was God to protect you? You know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why are you knocking on my door God, at nine o'clock? Ways. 
yeah, trying I, to sell me on religion. I, 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 I just jerked off. <laughs> this is not the time <laughs> to teach, to try and teach the, me about religion. Porno's still on in the back. <laughs> you can hear <laughs> that chick riding dick. You can hear it. Why are we having this conversation? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's the most unsatisfying thing in the world at 9 45 in the morning on a saturday oh and somebody off. knocks on the door and you're who, am i not expecting anybody who's knocking on and you for a second think who could that possibly be what friend of mine is stopping by 9 45 to deliver some delicious breakfast food uh yeah. that i can enjoy oh, a nice coffee a bagel who is it and you open up the door hey can I ask you a question? Some chubby you, kid you with always a stupid <laughs> tie on. No, for me it's uh, so for me it's like really here? old. <laughs> so head, for, head of the household. For me, it's always like some really old people, uh, and they they there's usually like five of them on the same block, and they're all at like the different doors at the same time. So as soon as I open up the door and I see like somebody across the street knocking on the door, I'm like, fuck. Me, yeah. why did I decide to open this stupid door instead of just asking <laughs> who the fuck is it like a normal person? No, see, for me, I, I got these two young kids that, that keep coming to the door, right? And, yeah. And they're so fucking annoying. I, you know, I'll be like, dude, you know, give my daughter a bath right now. Like, <laughs> right now is not the time, okay? She might be in the bathtub uh, drowning right now. <laughs> yo, what I... what I, and <laughs> I'm here is, talking to you. This is, I sound horrible saying this, but what I do is I just immediately say no and then just close the door. Like I do, but I close the door slowly. Yeah. So no. I just keep saying no. No, no. I, the, like I, I say no. Slow close? And they no, keep going no. like, oh, but like, have you thought? And I just. Nah. Next time I was gonna be like, guys, listen, <laughs> I, I don't believe in this religious shit, and you're not gonna sell me on. <laughs> you know, you're, you're wasting yeah. your time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out now to all of our Jehovah about Witness your listeners out there. <laughs> you no harm. Um. Yeah. Uh. So back to this whole Robert Kraft thing. Um. Yeah, I think my thoughts on it are just, uh, yeah, I mean, if they're if they're running some sort of illegal, and I think that, you know, obviously he wasn't the only person that they uh, they picked up. I think they, they said they had, like, what, 25 people or something like that, that they, you know. Yeah, I think there were 25 uh, men. But you know what's interesting? Yeah. Um, one of, like, the NFL insiders, uh, I forget his name, but uh, so he said that Robert Kraft isn't even the biggest name. Shit. On the list. What does that even mean? So there's someone else who who's who involved is richer in this. or more noteworthy than Robert Kraft. Yo, Trump? Is it Tom? Oh no! Did both of them just go get rub and tugs? I Tom. I don't think anybody, anybody AFC really championship. They probably did. They probably they probably got one together. Knowing them, does Giselle work there? <laughs> no, she definitely doesn't. <laughs> G- the, is that where she's Giselle, really getting her millions? Giselle has to do nothing with her life. She doesn't have to do shit for the rest of her life. First of all, I'm not even talking about being married. To is Tom. that is that how they foreplay? It probably is. They yeah, bought the strip mall. <laughs> that would actually make a lot they, of sense. They opened up yeah. a, a rub and tug spot. Well, they don't call it rub and tug. They call you it, sure? I thought it was called the Rub and Tug Shop. Was it really? No. no I, was, I, was <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, it's the easiest uh, probe in the yeah. world. Just this show business up. Business has been operating 15 years now, and the cops are just now investigating <laughs> the Rub and Tug Shop. What the fuck was this? Uh, fucking Chicago? Where was this uh, that they had this Rub and Tug Shop? But yeah. So anyway, I, I, I want to know who that um, you know, who this this or these other people are. 
particularly who this other big name person is on there. Who do you think it would be? It can't be a football player. It's it's not because it, if it you, it's you, someone you can't who, arrest the owner of the team and be like we have somebody bigger. Uh, fucking it's the kicker, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. It's like, huh? No, who is? It's got to be like a fucking. Is it? It's got to be a politician. Jeff Bezos. I mean, I, who's? It might. It I, might be a, Jeff. A freshly divorced. He's like, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. You only live one. <laughs> He's like, bitch. I might buy all of this. I already bought it. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> he walked in with the with the lease. Like, all of you work for me I, now. I, <laughs> so yo, wait, I, like yeah. you're hard already, Jeff? He's like, I'm always hard. <laughs> That's my secret. That's he's like, my secret. he's like the Hulk in fucking uh, the Avengers. He is the Avengers. <laughs> That's just it. He kind of always does look hard. like Ultron, doesn't he? He. he I thought he's the person that they used as like the basis for Ultron. He's I not, wouldn't be surprised. He wasn't the. Uh, he didn't do the CGI Yo, for that. What if is Ultron based on Jeff Bezos? I think it is. Is like yeah. Ultron. They there was like that okay. one bit of code who they didn't delete know? from the internet. Okay, who do you know can Jeff be Bezos. everywhere always? Amazon. Hmm. Who do you know has spread like wildfire? Amazon. Fuck. Jeff Bezos oh, is Ultron. <laughs> Yo. Fuck. Plot twist. Where's Thor when you need That's, him? This, uh, is the, this is the deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is alternate Jeff, reality. Jeff we're Bezos in, buying in more stock. That's the deleted scene in the He's just like, you just see him on his computer, like, click, click, click. Just buying more I stock. I just made. Click. Eight billion dollars. What you did you thought do you today? could delete me, Tony? <laughs> I'll show you. Uh, all right. So, so to wrap up, finally, this whole Rappercraft thing, man. Uh, yeah. Like, so in all seriousness, uh, I don't think, you know, obviously he's probably going to, you know, it's probably going to get swept on the rug. People forget he's just going to pay off whoever fuck he needs to pay off. And it's not going to, no, yeah. nothing, nothing is going to come of it. But in the off chance that the, you know, uh, justice system does do uh, its job. Uh, I hope his cell is uh, uh, well. Uh, what do you what do you call it when you have like a whole bunch of shit laid out? Like, well, well uh, accessorized. Well, yeah, like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, he because I, his... I yeah, I because it, it would be sad day to watch fucking uh, Robert Kraft go to like. Like county a, lock like up or some jail. shit yeah <laughs> that'd be the saddest thing i'd yeah, ever seen you know he had clout there. oh my god what would, would, would it be like goodfellas where he goes in they're making a fucking uh yeah. sauce and shit if robert Kraft goes <laughs> to jail you're, they're not gonna fuck with him super bowl winning owner yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he already has meek he, he already has meek meek in his he was on stage with cardi he'd be good he's got the champions chain on you yeah. know yeah he he's do his time yeah, yeah, yeah. he'd be in his cell listening to the champions <laughs> He probably understands Meek's music now more yeah, than yeah. ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Yeah, Meek. he's bumping it. Yeah, he calls yeah. him, hey, Meek, yeah, it's yeah. Robert. Yeah, that shit is real. It all makes sense now. <laughs> it's all clicking now. <laughs> Two bad bitches fucking on me. Top floor at my hotel suite. I understand. I understand it. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yo, Jay-Z did snap on that verse. <laughs> he went, bars. I, I know what that means now. Bars. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, long story short, uh, fuck Robert Kraft's rich ass while the rest of us go to Joe like normal human beings. Um, no, I like Robert. Nah, I, don't Get, I hope he dude. gets away with it and champions the the change in, in prostitution laws. So we can all no. buy pussy. Again, it's two separate things, right? Prostitution is one thing. But if you're running a fucking sex trafficking ring, nah, that shit's not. If, if Robert gets behind this in the way that I hope, you're going to be able to give gift cards to, <laughs> to buy pussy for Christmas. And that's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, no, it doesn't. That's, it, unless you, <laughs> when the card runs out, it does not give anymore. <laughs> Well, you can reload it. Uh, fair enough. Uh, you're using your hey, Uncle, you remember that gift card you gave me? Can you put yeah, another yeah, hundred yeah. on it? I just need something to get me through the weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Um, so I didn't want to talk about this Captain Marvel and Rotten Tomato situation. Uh, we're finally getting to some film shit. No, um, we uncovered Ultron's true existence. <laughs> uh, very, very, true. very film. Very, very true. Film yeah, yeah. Very, w- very seldom known fact that mm. uh, Jeff Bezos is also, uh, uh, or Ultron is based on Jeff Bezos. Um, yeah, this whole Captain Marvel rot- Rotten Tomatoes thing. So apparently, what's happening is that uh, there are a bunch of sort of trolls out there who didn't take kindly to the fact that Brie Larson had some choice words for some of our population, uh, a specific demographic. Tell me again what she said. She basically was saying, Hey, I was, you know, out on my press tour and I saw that there was nothing but like white males. I, I think that should, that needs to change. Now, was it like white male fans who were at the events or was I, it white I don't male? I fucking know. I, you know, cause I feel like <laughs> at every press tour is her and Samuel L. Jackson, like leading the press tour. Right. So she, yeah. she, she must've been talking about how, you know, the, maybe the people there or like the, the mm-hmm. photographers or just people in general or white uh, men. I don't, I don't know who she's talking about. I don't think it's even relevant who she's talking about, but the fact that your ego is so fragile that now you need to like, no matter who she was talking about, you now you need to go online. I've never felt the impulse to, I'm so lazy. Yeah. I don't care I mean, what anybody says about anything. I have no desire in me to go online and create some fake accounts just to bomb a move. Fuck that. I have, I don't have that much time on my hands. So here's what, like the sequence of events that has to happen, right? right? So, so what you're saying is, you know, all the, you know, white men on the internet got upset at Brie Larson <laughs> and, and they decided to yeah. go on and create a bunch of fake accounts to continuously bomb Captain Marvel. And yeah. Give it so, bad reviews on Rotten And Tomato. so I should probably preface it with this. Uh, at least to my knowledge, how it works is that Rotten Tomatoes has two distinct sort of scores, right? They have the uh, critic score and then they have the fan or like, a, yeah, I guess it would be fan or what would you call that? Like a just fan, fan, score, fan rating. Yeah. Um, and so uh, um, uh, they, they both have their sort of own tomato meter and honestly let me preface this also with the fact that i think the whole concept of rotten tomatoes is stupid like that shouldn't affect whether you go see a movie or not like i don't think it does i i mean doesn't it though no there's always going to be something like a rotten tomato where people go in and and they vote they share Mm -hmm. their opinions they Mm -hmm. you know they could either trash it without basis or they can give you know real stellar reviews no one or at least no one should 
mm. base whether they see a movie or not on Rotten Tomatoes. I've watched plenty of movies that I really enjoyed that have sh- had shit Rotten Tomato scores. I don't give a fuck, but it is interesting to see it. Yeah, it's like oh, and yeah. that's really all it needs to be. I I, I guess I it's like um like side boob. It's like oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Huh. Is that even mean? <laughs> and then you go about uh, your day. Uh, fair enough. Uh, I, 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 the way I look at it is, I don't think you should be looking up scores before you go watch a movie. I think you, if you see a movie, you see a trailer, you see whatever the synopsis on it, and you're like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Go so, go see the fucking movie. Don't then look up the tomato score to see if you're going to go watch the movie or not. Like to me, that's just. That's asking. That's asking to be led. Like that's like not being able to make a decision yourself. Yeah, that's. Hey, I can't make decisions for myself. Yeah. Let me tell. Let me let the internet tell me what to do. Exactly. If if you are listening to this and you're someone who decides whether or not to see a movie based on the Rotten Tomato scores, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you're the problem. So th- that's where we. That's where we stand. Uh, that's essentially what it is. Is that all the critics. They rate, you know, the, the film and then they, you know, and, and I don't know exactly what their sort of metrics is, but they come out with a score for that. And then the fan um, score comes out as well. And either you'll be, you know, what they call it, fresh, rotten, whatever the fuck the things are for it. Uh, and so a bunch of, I guess, fans decided to get together and uh, to essentially bomb the the movie and they've done this with a few different movies too. Uh, Captain Marvel is not the first. Uh, there was a well, movie. L- let's look at the the sequence of events that has to happen, right? You know, in, in a situation like this. Yeah. So, fanboy one <laughs> hears fanboy <laughs> fanboy one <laughs> hears Brie Larson's comment yeah. uh, about you know her looking around there being too many white men. Fanboy one is offended. Yeah. He goes in and gives his fanboy one trash rating of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Logs out of that account. Yeah. Creates another account, right? Which he probably has to use another uh, alternate email address. Yeah. Right. Trashes the movie again, and you're probably not going to put the same exact um, review. You're going to have to write new shit, Do right? Because you-, you can't copy and paste it. I might not agree with that, but fair enough. You you can't create ten accounts, copy and paste the same trash review of it. If you don't give a shit, you don't give a shit. Uh, even that it's it's some scumbag shit. I'm hoping no one <laughs> stoops to that level. But so basically, what's happening is they're gonna have to lo- create an account, mm-hmm. give a review, log out, create another account, give a review, log out, create another account, give a review, log out, create another re- <laughs> right. Like you have that much, whoever, you know, took part in this, who had that much time and was that offended. Fuck you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you genuinely like, and look, I, I don't, I, again, I, I don't really care what the subject, I don't care your reason for why you do it because uh, again, this has happened to like other movies that I, and, you know, I don't think it was anything like, Oh, you know, um, had anything to do with like you know race or anything like that i think people just were they got it in their mind that they wanted to like bomb this particular movie and that's what happens sometimes right like sometimes shit just manifests right where it's just like you just get a gang of people who are against you because it's like the fad for them it's like when we're in school right what do they somebody from it though 
just, like the weird satisfaction of like you had an effect on something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> like or you do. For Captain Marvel, it's not going to matter jack shit to Captain Marvel, right? Because it's Captain Marvel is going to sell sell the movie's no going to do well. It's already I, I think it's 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 wasn't pre-sales it pre already like greater than Aquaman yeah. and, and like, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, already done. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think it beat Infinity Wars uh, pre-sales or Black Panther, but it beat out Aquaman and then yeah. what was the, and, uh Wonder Woman it beat out um one of the more recent DC film as well. Uh, I just assume to beat all most DC probably films, all yeah, of the DC yeah, films. Yeah, it's that. already on pace yeah. to be a smash, right? Right. But so what I'm trying to say is like for a movie like Captain Marvel, it's not really going to matter, right? It's not really going to affect the no. outcome of what the movie's going to do. But if you're if you're like a first or second time director and you just came out with this film that you need everybody like anybody who you can go go you know get out to go see it and they bomb your movie on rotten tomatoes now you're fucked right because even that little bit of bump that you would either get or you know it would either be a positive or a negative for you now that's just completely negative and it was something that's completely out of your hands right and that's not speaking to the content of your of the movie but that's just you know, people take it as that, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's like, okay, if this has bad reviews or if I just see that score as like 28 on fucking Rotten Tomatoes, I'm just going to dismiss this as trash, right? Like, because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, if that many people thought that low of this movie to go out, give it a score, and it, the score is that low, it's got to be trash. So if you're a small, you don't have enough, you know, money to go do like all this big marketing blitz and all this other stuff, that fucks you. You know what I mean? So it can have an effect. It just will not in this. Yeah, uh, obviously. For for the smaller films, definitely uh, these reviews have a great impact on, you know, marketing. How efficient marketing is or can be. Yeah. Um, and it, it it may definitely have an effect on who goes out to see the movie, but you're not going to tear down a movie as big as Captain Marvel. Yeah. With Absolutely not. The momentum that's already built behind it. You're just gonna get run over by the momentum and look yeah. stupid. Yeah, and I and I think you leave your well, ten different little feet comments from your ten accounts, <laughs> and then no one's gonna give a shit, and even yeah. they're still gonna go see the movie. Yeah, you know, you know what I think of like when people you, you've watched Wedding Crashes, right? Yeah, I, I think of uh, every time I think of somebody who who's doing some shit like this, I think they look like the Chaz uh, Will Ferrell's character from Wedding Crashes. Yeah, he's like ma, meatloaf. <laughs> like he keeps yelling at his mom yeah. to give him meatloaf. mom, <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> uh, it, it has to be guys like that. It's like yeah, it's probably com- like he comes down the stairs and the fucking uh, he's not wearing anything but a fucking open the robe. robe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like no actual like body shape. It's just like a, like a blurry chest yeah. with, with yeah, limbs. That's exactly yeah. what I think. Wh- whoever are the people who are like leaving these fucking. Uh, bullshit fan reviews just to trash the movie yeah like do something more constructive with your time yeah imagine what you could become if you weren't an <laughs> asshole yeah but i mean i i guess it is what it is right like it, i think that's maybe your way of trying to like 
have an impact on the world, especially if you think somebody's like being disrespectful to you. But also, go get a fuck. Oh, Brie Larson disrespected yeah. you. Get the oh, fuck out of here. Oh, Brie Larson said something not nice to me. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Yeah, like uh, there's other shit happening in the world right now, dude. Like, and, and that is yeah. what compels you to act. Yeah, that's very sad. Um, of all things, that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So and I uh, wasn't an activist until Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> she got me in the game. Me <laughs> on that movie promo tour in I, Memphis. I know somebody spit in my face, but that Brie Larson comment, <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I know you had something coming up uh, about SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. No, so I just thought this was really dope. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, while we do love to talk film and TV, we got to just talk. Music is such a big part of it, right? Um, and one thing I love is, uh, you know, artists being able to put their music on, on a platform and then have that platform or have that music be able to reach mass audience without too much control, right? Yeah. So, you know, a filmmaker being able to put his his or her film out there and have it be put in front of as many eyeballs as possible without being limited to that one platform, right? Mm -hmm. So SoundCloud has for a long time been a place for new artists to just be able to go and place their music and hope that people find it and listen to it and share it, right? Um, but for the most part, it's been limited to just SoundCloud because of the, the regulations that affect Spotify and Apple Music and then the costs associated with getting your music on those platforms. Mm -hmm. um, now... SoundCloud has, I guess, opened up its distribution or maybe Spotify and, and Apple Music have opened their distribution to work with SoundCloud. So now artists can share their music f like from SoundCloud to Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. So think about how amazing that's going to be for new artists and, and getting their music out there, but also how much it opens it up for, uh, you know, for film, right? You know, Sometimes when you're watching a movie, you may hear a song from a new artist that you've never heard of before that was discovered on Apple Music, discovered on Spotify, discovered on SoundCloud. Um, I just think this is good for everybody, right? It's good for yeah. the it's good for the artists. It's good for people who are always searching for new music. It's good for film now that there's just going to be this abundance of music available and being shared around all of these platforms. And if you're someone who's doing a score for a large movie and you want to feature some new music from like new artists, or if you're doing a small mu movie, right. And you want to um, get the rights to music from uh, where the fuck ever you want to use music in your film and, and you want access to like new and fun and different creative things. There's just going to be so much more there. Now yeah. that these all these platforms are working together versus it being different silos, I don't know. I just thought this was a really good, cool thing, and and it should be uh, given a given a hand clap too. I'm not gonna clap because we're it's just me and you here, but uh, it's a perfect time to clap. Yeah, touche yeah. to um, maybe we should have had the claps queued up. God damn it! No, I, yeah, I don't have uh, the claps on this app that I use are trash. Aren't good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, this is good for everybody. Yeah, uh, so I, I think I don't know. I don't know if you just read. Did you like read an article about it or? Um, yeah. So I, I read something on it not too long ago. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I yeah. It's it's been a while since I because like I, for sure Apple Music that I know you know they've they've had that like you can send the RSS feed out to uh, to Apple Music, but then also Spotify. Uh, Spotify was more recently like I would say less than a year. Uh, you 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 know you're able to. Uh, 
send that out and they're, they're sort of beta testing certain things with uh, Spotify. But <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's pretty dope. I mean, literally, that's what we do in terms of uploading to SoundCloud and, and then that shoots out to uh, to everywhere. Uh, um, uh, reminder, you can listen to the favorite everywhere. You can uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Every Apple fucking music, where. Everywhere. Uh, so on yeah. the toilet, in the shower, on your yeah. in your car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh just yeah, be careful when you're in getting prison, out if you're Robert uh, Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be some crazy shit if Robert Kraft discovered the Fade Podcast? Oh, that would be awesome. Doing a uh, a a nine what what would he do? What's uh what's his sentence even look like? Let's just say a bid. He he, he would get a like a, a two year prison sentence with uh like two years of probation with, with uh fucking 13 months uh what is what is it called time served or whatever what is that what's where that? they just say like uh, you serve the time yeah yeah well yeah i i, just, I would do, assume do they suspend the time time like the time is suspended it's all served. i know is he's not stepping one fucking foot in jail no there's just no chance no but that's crazy though how you could do something mad illegal like that anybody else would go to jail for and then but you'd be like i got too much money for that come on yeah if you've got enough money you don't even go to the hearing your <laughs> lawyers file motions yeah before that what's the last really rich person we've seen go to jail like really mm. rich like robert Kraft type rich we've never seen that person go to jail martha stewart was the is the only one martha that comes stewart to mind. wasn't even remotely that rich come on I mean, I thought she had a Billy. Robert Kraft. How much did Martha Martha Stewart had a Billy? Didn't she? What? Yo, just because you have a couple cooking shows and you know self help shows on fucking. I thought she was up to a to a Billy status. No, maybe she was. I don't know. I I I strongly doubt it. I don't know for sure. Didn't the CEO of like some bank go to prison? No, that's actually that's actually. uh, the exact problem right it's like after the whole uh you know uh, crash of 08 um or 07 and 08 uh like nobody none of those executives from all those banks that fucked over everybody with these you know uh, uh home foreclosure or not home foreclosure uh but the uh no it was, it was, uh, it was the housing debt. market it was the housing market shit yeah none of them went to jail so that's crazy, yeah. and they're all like still. Yeah, they're all still like CEOs. Hey, am I getting my bonus this year? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but yeah, shout out to SoundCloud, uh, Apple Music, and uh, Spotify. Um, definitely some great platforms where you can pick up some great content. Well, it's all about Ours like sharing art, right? Sharing yeah. film, sharing music. Uh, there shouldn't be. It's astonishing how how much money Spotify makes from artist music and, and how much apple music takes home i think it's like 70 percent of uh, the revenue rev generation uh, revenue generated from the music yeah and then a small chunk of it goes to the artists yeah it's that's fucked up it's fucked it's up fucking crazy yeah and i and I, I don't know how you change that either because as the world keeps you know expanding with this you know um internet and that you could put your song on on the internet, you know, like say like on YouTube or whatever, and it shoots out to everybody. Like I don't know how you keep anything. Like I don't know how how you monetize anything because it's all essentially free. So I don't know how our musicians are doing it these days. It's a very big mystery. To me. You got a tour? 
You gotta do those yeah, shows. Yeah, shit. Life yeah. on the road. That's that's the only way you really make money as an artist. You gotta tour. Yeah, is that why like Snoop Dogg still like he's like man still torn? I get out there. I think Drake and Migos made like fifty million from their tour. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, it's a bag right there. You don't gotta yeah. do no fucking Apple Music promos or commercials. <laughs> you just send them your music. I'm they send you the you check. Just spent all this time bigging up Spotify. No, Apple I, music, SoundCloud. I, I was, like, I was man, bigging up them. the uh, what it does for like new artists, right? In terms of distributing your music. Yeah. Um, what these platforms do to artists after their music is is starting to generate revenue, right? Mm-hmm. They just kind of steal it. <laughs> So it's a platform to like distribute your music, but then once you once you get distributed, yeah. and once you start to like make some money, that they're like, yo, we're, we're gonna need that seventy percent of that actually. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, somebody else who's. Uh, I was trying to try to find a way to like tie this into what we were just talking about, and I I wasn't able to think of one quick enough. Hmm. Who are you going to introduce now? It's somebody. Are we going back to just Jesse Smollett? No, although I do want to touch on. Let's talk about that real quick. I was going to talk about Krasinski in uh, Quiet Place too, but uh, yeah, let, let's like two minutes to spend on this smaller thing. I'm beginning to be a little skeptical now. Uh, I, I thought this was uh, case closed. Like you know, they got him in terms of like you know having proof that he didn't um, that this event didn't happen to him. Look, I, I definitely don't think this event happened to him. Like clearly, like he was saying it was, but. Something else isn't right about like I don't trust anybody in this situation. It's like, uh, it, it's it's like when somebody, when two people are getting in an argument and they both tell you their side of the story, but they both equally sound convincing, and you're just like, I believe nothing. That's yeah, happening here. yeah. It's like, damn, I, I just don't want to care about this. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the exit? I just I went out of this conversation. Uh, that's how I feel about this mullet thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not completely sold that we're being given all the information. From, yeah. Yeah. So some new information has come to yeah. light that is pointing to the fact that Jussie may have been telling, uh, the majority of the truth. Nah, I definitely this don't entire think time. The majority of the truth, um, yeah. you know, there, there's too much here for me to think that he's being 100% honest. I mean, I think there've already been certain lies that have come to, to, to the light. Um, a part of me still does agree in ter- with you in terms of feeling like uh, there may be some truth here that he's telling yeah. that is uh, being maybe suppressed by the Chicago Police Department because uh, you can't trust those motherfuckers <laughs> at all. Well, the evidence that they said, they at least, you know, and I think ABC News had like, uh, they said that they, they had his check and then they had his text messages. But none of that, like when I looked at it, I was like, none of this adds up to the fact that, you know, he was creating some sort of master plot to like do something like this. Um, if they have other evidence, cool. Like, you know, let us, and I, honestly, I'm saying like, let us see it as if we're the people who are going to like decide his fate. It's like, no, we're just all watching a fucking daytime movie drama. <laughs> Yeah, just release everything at this point. Like, just release all the evidence. Let us figure out exactly what the fuck happened. Because somebody knows, right? Whether it's, like, the police department who, like, they know the truth and they're just just trying to figure out how how do we tell this truth to make it, you know, more favorable to the department so we look good. You know, we look like crime fighters, right? (laughs) Because Chicago Police PD has a bad rap. Yeah. So I, I feel like... 
if they know the truth, they want, hey, how do we uh, win, win the media support on this? How do we, uh, at the end of the day, end up looking like the hero to rebuild some trust with the community uh, from what's happened? And, and then, then we go after R. Kelly more, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually, uh, it's interesting watching the whole, this whole R. Kelly thing sort of play out because it's like, yo, like it, <laughs> in order for you guys to do your jobs, like it, it took they're fucking being a TV series. Yeah. About this. Like you they, guys, yo, they were like, Whoa, maybe we should, <laughs> they all watched. We should look into this. I feel like, like the whole department was watching surviving <laughs> R. Kelly like, at, at the police chief's house, like eating popcorn. Like, Whoa, this is crazy. Like, should we Somebody, arrest him? Somebody has got to be able to do something about no, this. Yeah, this they were all probably like, he should be arrested. <laughs> they were like, wait, we're the police. We can yeah, arrest them. Uh, home alone. They were like, Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder how many uh, of the Chicago Police Department, how many officers, officers there, still listen to R. Kelly. Of course they do. They probably were listening to R. Kelly like, while they arrested him. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. That's some dirty ass shit. <laughs> they're playing it as they're like as they're putting him into the car. Yo. You know they, you know they did some grimy shit like play his music while they were. You're never gonna perform this again. So, so I go, I can fly. I can fly. No, you can't. You're in handcuffs, Robert. We took your passport. You will not be flying anywhere. You won't. And you can't make bail. You probably can't fly either. Um, yeah, I mean that's oh, that's an interesting situation. But going back to Jussie again, I think there's just. I'm just tired of this. Just, yeah. Did he do it? Did, yeah, did he I'm, not do uh, it? I, 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 Somebody I've, knows. I've only lost interest because it's like all we're really getting is he said, she said at this, at this, or he said, they said, yeah, at this, at this uh, particular junction, like, and and I, I have like no time for that because it's like, uh, if you guys don't have hardcore evidence against him, then this is all just a spectacle for you. Like this is all just. Oh, like, because I was even when they were doing the pre- press conferences, I was like, "Why are they doing a press conference about this? Like, that's a weird. Like, what? This isn't even like the actual facts of the case is just basically a false re- police report." Yeah. Why is that? Why are you doing a press conference about that? Like, I I understand that he's an actor, but that's a weird thing to like. We're gonna. Like I mean, it's, it's definitely a high-profile uh, false police report, right? And then there was. But a, it's a false or police report. There, there was the political tie-in with the whole like MAGA hat wearing. Yeah. And then there's the uh, social implication where it's like, was this a hate crime, right? Yeah. Um. So I understand why this is getting such media coverage. It is. I do think that there's so much. There's like so much story here, and there might be. St- story no, 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 not I, being told i'm saying it from the uh from the chicago police department like I, I understand the media making a spectacle out of it but when you're the chicago police department this is just a false police report to you like no, if you, if but you to them it's such, an opportunity for right? what to if you're a police department that's been in such negative light like the F- chicago police department yeah and then you hear you have this high profile potentially false police report you want to get as much positive publicity behind it for the department we made the arrest we did the research we discovered it was a false um, police report through our uh um uh stellar investigative uh fucking 
whatever. We, we have great investigators here in the Chicago Police Department. And they did their jobs, and this is what we discovered. And yeah. the Chicago Police Department is always on the right side of crime. And you know, we're not gonna let this person because they're a celebrity skate. You know, we're here for justice, right? Because they yeah. need that that positive publicity for the department. I so I think I think they are they're probably the ones trying their best to control the story as much as possible yeah. to always, you know, every step of the way to make this a 10 step thing versus a one or two step thing where it's like arrest, false police report, rearrest, blah, blah, blah. They wanted yeah. to, to stretch this. So each step of the way, they're the hero. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, and it's weird. Usually I make fun of the fact that we think about things for a week and then we're, we're done talking about it. But at this point, I think I I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah, just, this I'm, is controlled. I out. Yeah. yeah, and I don't watch the news. But yeah. every time I I walk past the TV and the news on, on, this shit's on. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I don't know what CNN is doing these days. This is all they ever talk about. Um, so okay, let's talk about this Krasinski Quiet Place too, and then that's uh gets to the goods. Um, so yeah, what what, what do we think about Krasinski directing a Quiet Place too? Uh, which, if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, you you sorely have missed out. It's a uh, it's a very very good film. I mean, you know, at the end of the the first A Quiet Place, um, it definitely left room for more story to be told. Yeah. Um. I, do I do I want to see? Will I see it? Yes. You know, yeah. will, I'm going to see it in theaters. No, I didn't see A Quiet Place in theaters. <laughs> um, but. It's kind of one of those things where I w- I wouldn't mind watching the resolution because at the end of the, the original film there was no re- like real resolution. There was a discovery there where they discovered, hey, we can beat these things, right? Yeah. So a Quiet Place Two is obviously gonna you know that that movie is gonna tell the story of how not only does the family beat these monsters, but maybe how you know humans start to win back um, the planet. Right. Well, and, I think what they're going to try monsters. to do is do a um a whole Cloverfield type situation where you had Cloverfield, which was like the, you know, obviously the first um, of its uh, sort of line of monster movies. And then you had 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was kind of like a different thing in and of itself. Uh, and then you had the very, very, very forgettable Cloverfield Paradox, which doesn't deserve to be talked about. Um so I think that's where he's going to go with this second one. I think they're going to try to take it more of like, okay, so in this world that we've built, I know this family went through this particular thing, but who else was going through what elsewhere, you know, like yeah. you, you, you have the, basically the entire world to work with in terms of like, and I guess that's what they would call uh, world building in terms of uh, writing. I'm hoping John Krasinski's better than that. And he's just like, <laughs> You know, part one was about, you know, the the problem and then loss and then discovery. And part two is going to be about discovery, growth and resolution. Yeah. Right. And and just be done with it. I'm, I'm hoping they don't fuck him into a corner <laughs> and, and force him in to, to do this world building thing where you build all these different stupid stories. Now, would it be cool to see? a completely different story that's being told at the same time that um, he and his family in, in, in a quiet place 
they, they were living that life. There was another family elsewhere, another group of people living through the same predicament, yeah. but with a different experience. I think that'd be cool too. I'd rather see the rest of their story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's kind of weird though. Like it's, it's like, um, because he's gone, he obviously died, but he's going to come back and direct it. I don't know. I don't know how you just don't, uh, I'm sure well, you, no, I you, think that's you're, good you're a little bitter in that case. So. Cause when, when you're, when you're both director and actor, right. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to commit yourself entirely to one thing. So I think now he has the opportunity to step away from, Hey, I have to be in front of the camera and I have to deliver a good performance there. And he can focus solely on bringing the story to life. I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it's, yeah, I just think it's now, kind of fucked up. Now, does Emily Blunt return? Yeah, I think that she is coming back. Uh, I guess this is his wife. She, he's probably going to like, you know you got to fucking do this movie, right? <laughs> She's like, no, I want to go do this other movie. He's like, no sex for a month. She's like, all right, I'll do that. I'll do a quiet place too. I, I somehow don't think that's how that conversation went, but probably not. Yeah. But I'd like to think he has he has that power. Uh, I, I, I'd he like to think that's how it goes. He doesn't look like a very assertive. Although I don't know, I'm just making passing. Well, yeah, he he wasn't in the office. You know, yeah. Pam kind of. Yeah, she ran. ran she, she ran the. And I hated Jim and Pam in the office. My my least what is favorite wrong characters. With you? You, you just I, again. You, I, you know I, what? You hate everything good. No, it's because when you look at them, yeah, terrible couple. All Pam did was hold Jim back from his potential. <laughs> <laughs> she You're, she contributed nothing to their relationship. You, you know what I when I watched, uh, I used to watch uh, How I Met Your Mother, and uh, the guy Barney on it. He loves uh, all the villains in every movie so like for the karate kid he's rooting for the uh, the dude at cobra kai yeah uh and i think that's the way i view you now it's just like you just like whatever it is you just root for like the opposite of what they're like wanting you to feel they're like no. you should root for jim and pam they're they're such a great couple you're like they're the worst i no, hate they everything about them terrible couple you don't think so you think jim and pam were a good couple absolutely fuck no <laughs> What, what what no so I think Jim was a good guy who settled again he uh, he loved Pam blah 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 but <laughs> he loved her. Okay, look, look, the man bought her a house yeah. right he let her go to New York to pursue her art uh-huh. not necessarily he did he let her but he encouraged her to do it sure only for her to quit and give up on her art yeah and then when he decided to go to Philly mm-hmm. to start that sports business. He left the business to go back to her because she was getting insecure about their relationship and their future together, right? Mm-hmm. To work at a fucking paper company. Yeah. And then what did she ever do for Jim? She sold her home and she moved them to Philly. After he fucking gave up on his business in Philly. No, no, they, they moved to like Dallas or something like that because the company moved. Oh, the, yeah, right? wherever the fucking company moved, yeah. Yeah, but he had to quit and leave the company to come back and work for a paper company for then her to realize that, oh, maybe I do suck and but I should. But that's what love is. Love is sacrifice, meaning that like, uh, so you say he did all these things and it's just like, man, she held him back from being him. But I think that's sort of what they're trying to say is, is like she and the kids are it. Like that, that is it. Like the thing that you're like chasing after or whatever, 
they are it. No, nah, fuck that. <laughs> do, you, do, do, do you remember like the, the reunion show where the cast came back and then yeah. the fans got to ask them questions? Yeah, yeah, the lady asked the question, what did you ever sacrifice for Jim? And she was, and then she, uh, fucking nothing. Uh, <laughs> and then Jim had to jump in and yeah. say, oh, she, you know, she does little things every day, you know. Yeah. Gives me hand jobs. <laughs> me and me and Robert Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> At the tug and rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the rub and tug shop. Strip mall. Um uh, anyway. All right. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy it I'm happy John Krasinski's doing it and then like they didn't bring in some other director to direct it. Um I'd love to see, you know, Emily Blunt. Uh, and those two fucking kids come back, <laughs> whoever they were. <laughs> I feel so bad for the daughter in that movie, man. Why? Because uh, she got a she got a little little brother killed. She fucking did, yeah. yeah. Piece of shit, that little girl. Damn, she, choice of words for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, go easy, right? The fuck. All right. Uh, Wait, no, wasn't? I thought he dropped the truck. Yeah, but she gave him the batteries. Stupid. Or she didn't. Well, I guess she didn't. Yeah, no, she definitely gave him batteries. But then it was the parents' fault too. Like they, they should have been blamed because they like they left it there as if the two year old isn't just gonna pick that up anyways. Like fuck what you guys say. Like they could have just like they could have like thrown it. I don't know. That little girl understood the gravity of the situation they lived in. Oh no 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 hundred hundred percent. But it's like why would you leave it up to kids to make wise decisions? They're not kids. Aren't they? Grow, yeah, you gotta grow up fast. They're fucking. <laughs> they're real monsters outside, not the monsters you like play around with your kids in life. You don't go to sleep. Yeah, but they can't even. They're kids. They can't even conceptualize that. They're not. Like, no, no, no need to conceptualize monsters. it. Look out the window. <laughs> you, d- we didn't see the uh, monster for two thirds of the movie. The kids didn't see it for two thirds of their lives. They didn't know what that shit looked like. Mm. And you saw how quickly that thing snatched up the kid. Yo, that thing was gone, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know one of my favorite Holy shit. One of my favorite scenes in in um in a quiet place was yeah. where they'd stumbled upon that old man who had recently like yeah, lost yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. I think he just finished burying his wife. Yeah. And then he just let out this like scream yes, that was prime like evil. Yeah, and like you just you understood exactly why he did what he did. No, I didn't. I didn't understand The old man? No. Hey, just let the people pass. If you're going to commit suicide, fine, but do that shit on your own shit. But it's like, you know, you kind of want someone to acknowledge your your, your nah, loss. And if your you're going to die, die alone like you should. No, no, yeah. I, I, I completely get that too, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it is still somewhat human to be experiencing this loss and that loneliness. Yeah. And for you to like because they they made that eye contact right and john was like don't you yeah this is do this it. is why you don't make eye contact with people don't you, you just gotta fucking do it don't you scream right because yeah. why like, did he why did he choose that moment he could have done it anytime before then and he could have waited till after well, i mean I, I, no but i think in that scene right um it all happened at, in that moment he had just finished burying his wife john krasinski and his two little kids and emily blunt i think it's only no i think it's only one uh he only had a son with them at that point Okay. Yeah. John and, and the boy yeah. were just happened to stumble by and this guy was going through this moment of loss and it's just like, you know, we're here. I need someone to see like someone I need someone to share this loss with and I'm about to off myself and but you gotta see this dude. It'd it'd have been funny if 
like he looks like he's about to yell and he's like um are your parents home Oh, who's the head of the household? <laughs> what if the Jehovah's Witnesses are the only one? They're probably the monsters. <laughs> if you make too much noise, they'll show up. <laughs> they'll show up and knock on your door. It's fucking Jehovah's Witnesses. They're the monsters in a quiet place. Holy shit. Yeah, we're making all every, sorts Everybody of inside today. is like, shit. Yeah, 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 conspiracy theory Wednesday. Holy shit. We are, we are drawing all sorts of lines. But I tell you, this line we're about to draw, this press play line we're about to drop at you real quick. Got another one coming at you, live and direct to your face. Oh, damn, I did say I was going to leave that out, didn't I? Did I, I never do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, no, but you, I think it's you just maintained like a part of that, it, yeah. that level of energy for yeah, yeah. Uh, a pretty I good kept it going. time. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got another fucking press play for you. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, it is the, oh, shit, we didn't even talk about the fucking Oscars. Shit. Yo, I didn't watch it. Of course you didn't watch it. Nobody watched it. They're lying and being like, oh, the viewership increased. Did it? Did, no, they fucking did. Lies. <laughs> I, I did not know one person that watched the Oscars live. I, I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't know anybody who, who watched Oscars live. I want to watch like the, the clips, like the I, best I, I, Oscar I, moments. Just I'll read it. I'll dedicate 12 <laughs> minutes to it's that. It's the one thing I just want to read. <laughs> I don't even want to watch it. You'd rather read it? No, I'd fuck. rather just read it. <laughs> no. I, listen, I don't even like reading, okay? <laughs> Much less to read the Oscars. Oscars? Fuck that. Um, Give me the, the eight to twelve minute clip of the best moments. Yeah, okay. So uh let's let's talk about this uh uh obviously Green Book took home best picture. Let's uh tonight's press play of course is on big Green Book. Big surprise though. Very um, big surprise. Very big surprise. Uh let's talk about how we feel about that after we actually review the film. Um so without delay, let's uh let's just jump right into the goods here. Um uh, directed by Peter Farley, uh, a working class Italian American bouncer becomes the driver of an African American classical pianist on a tour of venues through the 1960s American South. That is the essentially the premise for the film Green Book. Uh, so let's just jump right into the uh, the plot. Uh, and this was written by uh, Nick uh, Valil Valilonga. Okay, I'm pretty sure I got that wrong. Valonga? Um, yeah, Brian uh, Curry and Peter Farley. Uh, okay, what's uh, what do we think about the plot? So before I go into that, I want to talk about um, Killer Mike. You know the rapper Killer Mike? Uh, yeah. He has a Netflix series. It, mm-hmm. is, it, is, it, is it called Trigger Warning? Trigger Warning, yeah. So the first episode, uh, he goes through... Um, First episode is called Living Black, right? Mm-hmm. Where he spends three days using and consuming only products that come from the black community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is very difficult. Very, very difficult. So that means you're buying black-owned products or uh, you know products from companies that are black-owned that are manufactured and produced by black people in today's economy, in today's, you know, uh, consumer economy very difficult because even if you're buying something that's black owned or asian owned or white owned or mexican owned the product may still be produced by you know someone in a or a facility in another country uh or you maybe don't even know where it's produced you just mm-hmm. know where you bought it right mm-hmm. so that was a very interesting um 
show. Definitely something if you haven't seen uh, Killer Mike's um, uh, uh, what's uh, fucking trigger warning. Trigger warning. I yeah. highly recommend. It. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the first episode is where I was introduced to the Green Book. Um, he went into this, you know, black owned barber shop in uh, I believe it was like in Atlanta, Georgia, or just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and the uh, one of the people there was telling him about how. Uh, African-Americans, you know, in like the 60s had to use the Green Book to figure out places in which they can sh- buy um, product in certain cities when they traveled or mm. what hotels they could stay in, restaurants they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't eat in. Yeah. Um, so I first heard about it there, which is it's kind of crazy that at 29, you know, I'm just learning this very important part of history. Right. Because. Yeah. It wasn't fucking told to us in the, in the public schools we went in, yeah. where uh, my white history teacher, Miss <laughs> Duquette, taught me about Black history. Is that a real name? Yeah. yeah. Yikes! Put their out of front street. <laughs> Fuck you, Miss Duquette. <laughs> so no, she she, 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 she she was okay. She did her job. She got she snitched on me a few times. I think she got me suspended <laughs> once. You know what I'm saying? No, uh, no, I take all back the my old sense. feelings. Fuck you, Miss Duquette. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I think her husband left her though. So you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you got. Pussy was dry, <laughs> just like her teaching. <laughs> anyway, Yo, so um, so again, that's where I first learned about it, and then yeah. you know, obviously this this film now very popular film uh, took home best picture. So uh, it's kind of how interesting how things happen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that. That's again my story about why this film was so interesting to me mm-hmm. obviously it was it won best picture had great actors in it uh Marsh, Marshala ali vigo mortensen but uh it literally was within a span of two weeks that i watched the killer mike segment heard about the green book and then now we're talking about the movie yeah um but to answer your question the plot um again whenever you're telling a a true story mm-hmm. um it doesn't necessarily offer you uh, the creative flexibility as if like, you know, you're kind of like writing your own story, right? Or you're mm-hmm. telling an entirely new story because you have to be historically accurate. You have to tell uh, the true story, but where you can be flexible is how you tell it um, the and the and the angle and the perspective you told it from. I What I liked about this movie, it didn't focus too heavily on the overwhelming racism that they had to um you know deal with as they went on this tour through the south uh for me it really focused on the relationship that was being built between uh dr shipley and um uh was something what's the name tony the lip tony yeah uh, and i forget his full name but dr Sh- uh, shirley and, and tony it kind of focused on their experience throughout this whole journey mm-hmm. right where you kind of maybe had some preconceived notions about Dr. Shirley as well as uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then throughout the film, the way you feel about them kind of changed. You know, you want, you realize that um, Dr. Shirley is not entirely the person you thought he was or, or his life experience is maybe what has brought him to, you know, the stage that he's on. And, and you realize that, uh, Tony, we'll we'll get into the characters a little bit later on, but you realize Tony's not exactly who he uh, comes off or portrays himself to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I love the perspective that this story was told from. Um, I, I thought the storytelling was great. It, it, you know, 
from, from what I understand, it was very historically accurate, but there were light moments in it. There was humor in it. There, there was some incredibly credible acting. I thought the plot was, was well done and it did surprise me winning best picture. But again, we'll get into that. Yeah. I thought this plot, um, the plot for this film was, uh, I thought it was standard, you know, uh, and I think that's a pretty consistent pattern in, um, a lot of these Oscar films. And I think that that makes sense, right? Like uh, we're creatures of habit. So where, you know, we, we seldom gravitate towards things that are just uniquely different to us or foreign to us. Uh, and so, you know, if you take Bohemian Rhapsody, stars born and green book, those are all plots that are just very, and honestly, even black Panther to some degree, it's, it wasn't a, a terribly imaginative plot. It was, fairly standard it's just they well i mean yeah, the, really the story was already there right the character's yeah. been around for decades well um, not, not even but like not even from that perspective just like literally just the plot of the actual movie itself so like you know t'challa uh he's sort of this almost like pampered you know um prince and he's you know to be king so he becomes king and then he immediately gets cut down and gets taught the lesson that hey you've got to um genuinely fight for your people i it, like i all i'm saying is, is like the actual plot itself there's a, a bit of a stretch there with, with black panther i, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that's standard by any means but but like that's like the plot to, okay that that's not even what i'm trying to that's not even the argument that i'm trying green book showed me that you can have a film that's generally like it, it, it's got a light upbeat sort of tempo to it or or, or I guess um, pace to it where you have these two people who uh, you know obviously and they, they lay the tracks that you know uh, uh, Tony isn't going to like Dr. Shirley was his name yeah um, isn't going to like Dr. Shirley um, and they don't really explain like why he doesn't I guess it's just you're just supposed to accept it that hey you know that's just how things were back then um, and uh, you just know that these two are just going to go on this zany car ride together and they're just going to become best friends. <laughs> by the end of it. Yeah. Um, uh, e and you knew that was going to happen. And sure enough, it happened, you know, uh, and, you know, sure enough, Tony's defending him by the end of the movie and yada, yada, yada. There was nothing very nuanced about it. Uh, and, and, and I don't know why I say it about it like like that, but. Uh, there's nothing very nuanced about it. Uh, and I, and I suppose because it was a, you know, it's, a, this is a true story. Why you can't, just like you were saying, you can't, you can only take so many liberties with it, but in the same breath, you want to throw monkey wrenches in there that complicate the issue. Right. Um, and I don't think that they did that enough in this this film. They didn't they didn't really throw any curveballs at you. Everything was kind of just like the biggest thing was that uh, Vigo uh, or Tony was saying, "Hey, uh, I live more like a black person than you do." And then he gets out of the car and storms out, and you know it takes him all of two seconds to get back into the car. Um, that's not really. It was raining. <laughs> yeah, immediately I, I, I was like, "Damn, yo, you really out in the rain? Why?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can talk about this yeah. in the car. <laughs> I'll be upset at you uh, by in the back seat. That's that's where I'll, I'll be, be angry and wet. Yeah, <laughs> too much. Yeah, it's too much going on there. Um. So anyway, so yeah, I I just felt like this this plot was sort of um, 
yeah, it was it was just boring to me. I I, I didn't really, I didn't I didn't find it curious. Uh, I I think I would have tried to dig deeper in a film like this between like their relationship, like why their relationship was the way it was, like almost even taking it out of the context of race, because I I wonder if race was the biggest factor in the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but see, I, I didn't feel that. Like, again, I, I didn't feel the weight of their racial difference. I, I just thought it was like they, it was their background. One was a guy who, uh, you know, when, 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 when Tony's talking about, I come from the streets, you know, I come from nothing. I have to hustle every day. And Dr. Shirley clearly came from a more astute, affluent background where, uh, you know, he had more educational opportunities. He had more cultural experiences, right? And that was their biggest divider. And then, then it was the color of their skin, right? No, but but every situation that they dealt with in the film had to do with race. Every almost every other scene that they had to like uh, that you would say that there was some sort of conflict or whatever, it all had to do with race. And I understand that it's about, you know, the reason why the film's even called green book, just like you explained, you know what the green book was. Um, yeah, but I, I think that's it. So all the situations they dealt with outside of their relationship were about race, not being able to go to certain restaurants, you know, being harassed by the police, the way they were treated at certain shows, right? Yeah. But their relationship was really less about um, their racial divide and more so about their life experiences, which you know have created two different men. Um, and then t- throughout the movie, you see their 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 divide, that gap between them getting smaller and smaller as they continue to share experiences with each other over the course of this eight week tour. And then, I mean, obviously, they have that conversation where they do talk about race. But again, that isn't the overwhelming like shadow of their relationship. It's just the things going on around them are very racial, racially um, influenced, charged. <laughs> I'm trying to find the right yeah, word. Yeah, cause, yeah, cause, yeah, but, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, so my, my follow-up to that is that the climax of the film is when, you know, Tony, again, says to uh, Dr. Shirley, hey, you know, I, I grew up more like a black person than you did. You know nothing about, you know, like, you know, where I come from, yada, yada. Um, I think that's the climax of the movie because that's essentially the height of uh, at least what they're trying to portray their relationship as. Is, uh, OK, the, this black person who's really affluent getting along with this white person who is not that um and uh how they live on very opposite sides of the tracks but they still have a fundamental uh, misunderstanding of each other because of their race right like so tony still makes a lot of assumptions about dr shirley dr shirley still makes a lot of assumptions about tony um and that is a basis for their relationship, you know, un- until, of course, the end when love triumphs overall, you know, where they, you know, finally, you know, uh, uh, Tony get, uh, Tony invites Dr. Shirley over his house. Dr. Shirley, you know, rejects and then he shows up and then he meets everybody and everybody's like, while they were kind of just talking trash about him 10 seconds ago. Now they're like, ah, pass the meatballs, you know, and it's yeah. just like, OK, you know, um, 
so so yeah i think my only point with this is they weren't they never really do a deep dive into them in terms of like so when when you say like you know they 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 explore their friendship um more so than they talked about race i'm trying to remember back where that was actually true i guess you could talk about like okay he he was helping tony write the letters but to me that that's still sort of talking about race and I, and i'm looking at this through a social social lens because okay well, that's just basically a reversal that how ironic or not ironic but like if having he, now black here guy, we have an educated black man teaching, teaching the white guy how to like and so I, that's so even though that's like a sweet thing to like show their connection and like them connecting as friends i still see it through that racial lens because it's a very obvious what they're doing you yeah know? i i think wait, i'm looking at things like um i remember like the ride in the car where they're listening to 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 music like who was Sammy Davis Jr. and Aretha Franklin and uh, Sam Cooke and and these incredible black artists, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, um, for me, Tony's character was genuinely just a fan of that music. And he's like, this music is incredible. Like, how do you not know this music? These are like your people, right? And it's, But it's still about race, though. It, it's it's still about race, but I feel like that was like the this, this secondary where it, it's, he was more so like, you're a musician, these are, but there's a there's a artists. reason why he didn't turn on, fucking whoever would have been at that time. Like he didn't turn on Elvis. I was like, yeah, no Elvis. You know, like there's a reason why he had on Sammy Davis, Aretha, no, and, all the, and you, know. you know what? I I think that reason for the character Tony is that he was it wasn't about color for him. He just loved that music, and then he was sure. surprised that uh, Doctor Shirley's character, again played by um, Marshall Ali, had not was not familiar with the music of those artists. But I see that the same thing as like when he ate the fried chicken and he was like, you don't like fried chicken? No, I mean, and and that was one of the scenes in the movies. To me, that was like, you know, kind of, it was kind of somewhat cringeworthy. Like, I'm just like, I was wondering like, how the fuck have you not had fried chicken, right? But then you realize again, that's not a color thing. That was a cultural thing. Like, uh, he didn't enjoy that type of food. He didn't come because from he didn't, the, yeah. a background that ate that type of food, right? So to him, fried chicken was wasn't about like, I'm black, so I should have had it. It was, you know, I don't eat that type of food. And then here's this Italian white guy from what the Bronx or whatever, yeah, introducing him to fried chicken, and then they share this moment where then Marshal Ali's like, "Wow, this shit is good," right? Yeah. So, and in that moment, to me, it wasn't again, it wasn't about race, wasn't about color, it was about like cultural experiences and like shared experience right yeah and then again then you see stages of their friendship growing now they've built somewhat of a trust right they have like a a truly genuine shared moment yeah 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 i i just i i I see that the film or at least to me i interpret it as more of it always has the backdrop of race uh in it which again i i don't necessarily have a problem with that all i'm saying is is that like they could have done a better job uh focusing more specifically just on 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 the friendship but again we we just see it differently from from that perspective um what do we think about the uh, the characters let's jump into the characters and uh before i go too much further the uh casting by uh credit on this film is and of course 
she doesn't want to load. Casting director Rick Montgomery. Uh, yes, Rick Montgomery yep. is the uh, casting by credit. Um, okay, so what do what do we what do we think? Who are uh, who do we like? Who we don't like? Um, th- th- this one's kind of difficult because I love Marshall Ali. I, you know, you know what he does so well to me as an actor. Mm-hmm. He has this innate ability to shed the skin of the previous role he played. Right. So whenever I see him in a movie, I don't think about the last movie I saw him in, whether it was his character from House of Cards or, um, you know, his him playing uh, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage or uh, him in True Detective. Uh, uh, what was the other movie I, we recently saw him in? I, uh, Hidden Figures, you know, or, or Moonlight. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think about his character in any of those movies. I really just focus on the character he's playing now. Yeah. Whereas that's not always the case for, for some actors, right? Some actors, they are very much maybe a past character that they've played or you can't help but to, like, you know, Emily Clark. I don't think she's ever going to shed the skin of uh, uh, Amelia, uh, Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. Right. I don't think she's ever going to shed the skin of, you know, being Daenerys Targaryen. You're always going to see her. No. Yeah, you're always going to see her as that. It's always going to be Danny to me. And 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 I think it's going to be very difficult for her to, um, you know, I'm not, and she's a great actress. I'm not saying she's going to have a career outside of Game of Thrones, but I think casting directors, directors, writers, movie producers are kind of always going to see her as that. Right? It's like not, it's like seeing Stallone as not like a a boxer or a cop or, you know, a rundown something, you know, like an old something. And, you know, <laughs> that's what Stallone's always going to play, right? Yeah. Um, Marshall Ali has this ability to be able to play a completely different character in every movie and not have his past work dictate the character he's playing now or his next role. So I, I love that about him. Obviously, he was a big star to me. Viggo Mortensen. I mean, I love him. When I think about him, I'm thinking back to Lord of the Rings, right? Um, what, what, what he played the the king, king of the. Oh, Viggo Mortensen. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he played uh, Aragon. Yeah, yeah, Aragon. Yes. And so I'm like, yo, I fucking love Viggo Mortensen. He's done a lot of really great movies since then. Um, in Green Book. I think he played a vi- he played this Italian street guy thug slash um, con man. He played it very well. Mm-hmm. He was lighthearted. He was funny when he needed to be. Um, his interactions with Marshal Ali's character uh, were very genuine. So I think he was a big winner here. He didn't overplay the movie. He didn't underplay it. He was very purposeful. Yeah. Right. So those two are obviously my winners. Um, outside of those two, though, I think this film, I, I can't think of anybody else who really shined. Yeah. Um, I did like uh, Linda uh, Card Cardellini as Dolores, um, the wife of Viggo Mortensen's character. Sebastian uh, Manis- Maniscalco. He was very interesting because I know him as a stand up comic. Yeah. You, you, are you familiar with him? Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. yeah I was just watching a stand up the other day. Yeah, so I yeah, and I watched his stand up on Netflix like a couple months back. Very funny guy. Yeah, and I was watching this movie and I felt like I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah, he played like so. I realized that when he's uh, when he's on stage, 
because I wonder with him, like, is he playing like a shtick for that guy? He's like, oh my god, I just hate everything. You yeah. Know? Um, and so I wonder, is that actually him? And I, I, I still don't know, but I, I think you know, watching him play this, like, I know, I know what I was thinking is correct. Like, he's playing a shtick. Like, it's, it's. I, and I don't the, know the, the Italian movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. in this, he was completely different than he is like on stage, um, and it was hard for me to even recognize. Like, is that? I was questioning it always. Like, is that really him? Yeah. Um. So, uh, did did you have more? No. So you know you. Know what, but I did have a question. So you remember sure. the scene at the Copacabana, which is um very famous uh, spot in New York. I mean, if you were uh, uh an artist in the you know the 50s 60s 70s your goal was to play at the copacabana mm-hmm. in, in new york so i love the to me that was kind of like not necessarily a character in it's of itself but it had a presence within the film right mm-hmm. and then obviously as we know uh tony uh tony the lip uh i forget his real name vitilago yeah, whatever yeah. he went on to be the maitre d of um the copacabana which is a very big stage for anyone at that point. You're talking about the, like the, and like the, well, the information we found out at the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was a scene where the Kochek girl, mm-hmm. the blonde Kochek girl, she was told to watch the hat of, I guess it was, was it the, oh, the yeah. Geo? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> she was tipped to watch some guy's hat. Tony the Lip gave her the money for him to take the hat, knowing that he would return, eventually. Yeah con the guy return his hat get paid for it yeah and then now he's in with those guys right yeah um very smart like that's when i i realized who his character was right yeah he's a con man yeah um and then the scene where he drove home and he flipped over the trash can onto the fire extinguisher so they you know he wouldn't get his car towed again you're like all right this guy's a con man you know Mm -hmm. he he knows how to he knows how to maneuver Mm -hmm. and i'm like Damn, what happened to that girl though? Like, did she did she lose her job? Did she get fired? Like, he, he fucked her over yeah, they, pretty she, royally. She definitely got cut up. Yeah, they definitely cut her up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. and you never saw her again he specifically in the movie. T- this is my favorite. Hat. This is my he, mother I, gave me this hat. I will kill you. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, he definitely fucked her over. I don't, I don't know why that was an. I was like, damn, yeah. she was bad too. I'm like, why you fuck over that little bad Kochek chick? But hey, you know he's a con man. He's all about uh, the dollar. That's when uh, I knew I, I like this guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but again, yeah. outside of outside of Vigo, outside of uh, Marshala Ali, and then you know the a, a light Linda Cardellini, uh, they were my winners, of course. And yeah, I wouldn't say I had any losers in this film. Uh, maybe I have to watch it again. But um, I think outside of those three, it was a little bit light. Yeah. Um, uh, so what I would say, this is a strange film to watch from an acting standpoint, because really you only get the two that you get. You, you get Vigo and you get Marshall Ali. Um, they spend a lot of time together and, uh, you know, obviously they're, they're on a road trip. So there's just meeting a lot of other people and you don't ever get the chance to like dive into the other people. So I, I would ironically say that, uh, Sebastian Manis, uh, Scalo, uh, Scalco, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that terribly wrong, but uh, I, w- I would say he's probably like my my closest to to an MVP. I don't even have a run two runners up. I I don't even have that because you don't really get that with anybody. And and to be perfectly honest, I know Marshall Ali. He won the best supporting actor uh, Oscar. Uh, I don't know if I liked him in this movie. I'll be honest with you. I 
I really didn't even like Vigo in this movie. I like Marshall in this movie. I I, I didn't. I I thought that. I I thought that they. It was almost as if to me like that they. And I and it, it helped to know that this was a true story because then it's just like I think it seemed like he studied the person and was just basically trying to mimic the person instead of like just being the person. Does it like, I hope that makes any sort no, of sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like he was, he was seemed like he was playing a role that he wasn't, it didn't, whatever he was doing wasn't like natural to him. Yeah. But you know, I, I feel like he can, he can take some of this, um, some of who he is and, and apply it to this role. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall Ali, if you've heard him speak, uh, very like intelligent guy, very, um, he's educated. He's astute. He's put together. I feel like playing this character wasn't a stretch. You just had to be as um, affluent, right? And as, um, uh, or at least I would say, like the, the very specific mannerisms of the character that he's playing. Outside of that, I, you know, I think you're you're kind of spot on there. I mean, like yeah. he's playing a character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'll give it to Sebastian. And he 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 gets my MVP by default. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. All the other acting was very fleeting. Uh, I I could say uh, Linda Cardellini, mm-hmm. uh, who played Dolores, uh, Tony's wife, but for one, she didn't really get that much screen time, and then two, they didn't really give her that much yeah. during the screen time. Um, so. And again, this is why kind of like I, I feel the way I do about the, you know, the, the uh, plot of the movie. It's like they don't like her character is just there just to be there. Like, you know, what I mean, it's not there's nothing more to her character than just being Tony's, you know, pretty wife. You know what? So and and I got this kind of late in the beginning of the movie where uh you know, he, he gets off of work from the night at the Copacabana. He wakes up in the morning. His friends are in the living room. They came over to keep an eye on these two uh, black men who, who were, um, were they fixing the tile in, in, in the kitchen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. And I feel like she was a, a, a reflection of who Tony really was mm. or who he would become in the film early on. Yeah, you know those two black men who were in the kitchen. She treated them with respect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were there. She was talking to them, uh, treating them like people. She yeah. gave them glass of uh, glasses of lemonade. You know, she treated them with respect and dignity. Yeah. Um, and it was Tony being in that space with his friends. I guess trying to, you know, be what he thought they wanted him to be, or you know, because he took it was. It, it took him two times to look at the glass and then decided to throw it away. The first time he was like, you know what? I don't know how I feel about it. The second time he was like, I'm going to throw it away. This environment is, is making me feel like that's a necessary move. Right. Yeah. His wife went and got them out of the trash at the end of the movie. He comes full circle where he's like, you know what? That's not who I am. Yeah. Right. So I think she was purposeful in showing who he really was, mm-hmm. you know, at home, like the loving husband, the father, and towards the end of the movie, you see that he's like the better, not a, you know, a, the better man, as if he's better than, you know, Marshal Ali's character, but a better man than who he started off as. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that that's all you can really hope for any sort of character is to have like an arc where they they change in some way. Maybe they're mm-hmm. better, maybe they're worse, but just as long as they change, right? Um, and 
yeah, I, I didn't really find, I think uh, Tony is the person who changes the most. Even Dr. Shirley, I guess maybe he opens up a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. he becomes a little bit less recluse, but. Yeah, that Tony definitely very, goes through the most growth and change. Uh, yeah, but I think that's sad when you have an entire film and you have one character that has significant growth and change, you know, um, and their growth and change is very like, you know, you know where this is going from the start of the movie. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's the movie's very unambiguous about what it's trying to do and, and what it's trying to be. So I think that's like it. Uh, you can't have you shouldn't have both or is is the better way to put it you shouldn't have a character that has a very limited story arc Mm -hmm. or a very obvious story arc and have that be pretty much the only and most significant story arc like you you shouldn't like those two things shouldn't exist together in a movie like you know what this movie kind of reminds me of Um, have you ever seen like a magic trick done where the person tells you exactly what's going to happen yeah and then they do the trick and you're still genuinely surprised and pleased by it. Right. Yeah. And that's, again, this, that's what this movie reminds me of because nothing was too unique. They were telling a, a, a true story. Um, in the beginning, you can, you kind of can tell what's going to happen. Um, Tony's character is going to take this job and he and, uh, uh, Dr. Shirley are eventually going to become lifelong friends and he's going to go through this learning journey and blah, he's going to become a better father and husband and whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. You, you kind of see those things coming. But as you're watching the movie, you're still throughout the film. At least I was genuinely like delighted. It was a good movie. I liked it. I thought the performances were great. I thought the characters were great. Um, yeah, it, it was a nice, like it was a nice feel good. This film. wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I'm still surprised that it won best film, but I thought it was, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to find the words here. I I thought it was, it was done very tastefully. Yeah. I I think this movie was designed to make you feel good. And I think maybe that's, you know, and we'll talk just a little bit about some of the controversies that the film had, but, uh, that that's something that they're trying. They, they want you to feel good while you're watching this movie. And I think, that's okay. Like I, I'm all for that. In fact, I, I like I, I'm for like you know positivity and yada yada. But you know, there's a reason why you know we have the extremes of heaven and hell, right? Is because they're polar opposites, and people say you got to go through hell to get to heaven. Um, and I think that that's what storytelling is in a way. Is is that, or that's what I consider some of the best stories are the stories that make you go through that hell so that you can appreciate that heaven. That, yeah. that, that that's what game of Thrones is. I was just, just watching a video today and uh, how they play with heaven and hell in game of Thrones, not in a literal sense, but in, in the sense that um, your, your punishments and rewards are super extreme, right? So, uh, a perfect case is my, probably one of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones was Battle of the Bastards, right? Um, between Jon Snow and um, Ramsay. Um, and so it starts off with uh, uh, Rickon, um, John's younger brother. Um, Ram- Ramsay tells him to run, right? Run to John, right? And so uh, Rickon starts running and Ramsay starts shooting arrows at him, right? First arrow misses. He wasn't really trying. Second arrow misses. He wasn't even looking that time. Third arrow, he's looking dead at him. Launches it. It misses, and you see that John's just about to grab Rickon's 
But before you even see the camera go back to Ramsey, an arrow goes right through Rickon's chest, just as Jean was about to grab his hand. You know, to me, that's how you play with heaven and hell, right? Where you um, you promise heaven, you keep promising heaven, and you think, oh, no, this is hell. This is hell. He's going to get hit by this arrow. And then you're like, oh, shit, he might actually make it. We're in heaven. Just kidding. We're in hell. Rickon dies, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think when I see shit like that, I'm like, Oh my God, like that's, that's an amazing way to like convey a scene, to tell a story. But when you just know that it's, he's going to run, he's going to make it to John and then John's going to run away with them. And it's very telegraphed. It's just like, all right, well, why did I like there, there was just no need for this. Like, I yeah. <laughs> like this is just boring. Like, yeah, I, you know? I, I get that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's hard for me because I still really enjoy the film. Yeah, yeah. despite I, all I, these I'm not, things. I'm not trying to like. Yeah, and I know you're trying I, to like yeah. persuade me to like I, well, dislike I, I, the film. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, but <laughs> I, I know it may seem like I'm trying to get you to. I, I'm actually not. I I think that it, just like you know how I'm not going to tell anybody. You know, you shouldn't go to fucking Rotten Tomatoes to find out how you feel about a movie. Um, there are certain movies. Look, I was watching Fifth Element the other day. I have no idea why I love this movie. I just fucking know I love it, right? Um, that is a classic. Uh, it's a classic, but it's a strange classic to like like because I don't know what the fuck it is. Multipass. Multipass. So so, and I'm not trying to get you to dislike the movie. I'm just trying. To, I'm more just describing why I did. I yeah. didn't like the movie. No, and, and like and and the crazy thing is everything you're saying. I I do agree with. Yeah, it's just something time. about it. You, while yeah. you know still holding this dance of um, damn you know despite all of that I, I do enjoy the film right yeah it's one of those weird things yeah um he, but let's talk I, really quickly i'm sorry did you, did well you i have, have a proposal let's just go ahead and skip cinematography and soundtrack because i think both of those uh this cinematography was you know what i think we'll both what agree. i was exactly uh this is exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna yeah. say let's move quickly through <laughs> <laughs> cinematography yeah, yeah. And score. well let's just let's just give, forego those because i and and i'll even give them a shout out sean porter did the cinematography as well as uh patrick uh don avito did the editing and then the soundtrack was done by chris uh bowers yeah. um let's talk about some of the controversy around yeah this yeah yeah so uh so obviously uh the 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 film had its uh controversial moments um uh so Vigo Morrison uh back in 2018 he used the uh the n-word after a screening um so let me let me read a little excerpt here from people uh the 60 Vigo Morrison's 60 years old yes he's up there what the fuck how old was he when he did Lord of the Rings I think he was like in his 40s the Lord of the Rings Damn, came out like, like that was a long time ago. Yeah, fucking long Shit. ago. Shit. Okay. Uh, the 60 year old actor was at a QA for the Oscar contender, which deals with issues of racism and segregation on November 7th in Los Angeles alongside his co star Ali. In a statement to People, uh, Mortensen apologized for his choice words, saying, Last night I participated in QA moderated by Elvis Mitchell following a screening of Green Book in Los Angeles and making the point that many people casually use the N word at the time in which the movie uh, story takes place in 1962, I used the full word. Um, so he later clarified that uh, although my intention uh, was to speak strongly against racism, I have no right to even imagine the hurt that it caused by hearing the word in any context, especially for a white man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, he let the N word fly. 
you know, like these um, these situations really are. It's difficult for me to like throw a blanket over them all and say like this person's racist, this person isn't, um, because there are definitely those like those one-off cases where, you know, for someone who's 60 or 70 years old, right? In, in 1950, 1960, when even black people refer to themselves as Negroes, mm-hmm. you know, it's not too far fetched for me to think that someone may have, uh, or some people use, you know, the, the N word, mm-hmm. uh, a lot more freely. I mean, shit, people still use it now freely. Right. Um, so, I, I do take into account the point in time. I, I don't forget it. I mean, I don't necessarily like forgive it, but there is somewhat of kind of like an understanding of the social climate then, right? Yeah. Um, do I still like Viggo Mortensen as an actor? You know, if I'm just looking at his body of work, yes, I liked him in this movie. I liked him in Lord of the Rings. I liked him in a bunch of other movies he's done. Um, do I think Viggo Mortensen is like a racist? No, I don't think so. Um, do I think that he is acknowledging his own like flaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it necessarily like make up for for it when you look at when you look at the bigger picture, right? Of of why you know white people use these words in situations like that. Like when you look at the bigger picture, no, it doesn't excuse it, right? Because there is still like a bit of um like racism there, right? Which you know, maybe it's it's in all of us, right? Yeah. Do, do I have racist thoughts? Yeah. I think everybody has them. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's how you act on it on, on a daily basis. You may slip up on Monday, but like, how are you acting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Right. Yeah. Um. For example, the uh, I think it's like the uh, Democratic. Uh, fucking some Democratic bitch or uh, <laughs> Republican bitch in in Congress. <laughs> Um, in, in the state of Virginia, um, she was at some like uh, cigar bar in, in, in DC or something like that. And, um, she, she was talking about how, I think they were talking about how they needed to win PG County, uh, mm-hmm. for the upcoming, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I know I'm going to love whatever comes up next yeah. in the story. Uh, I forget her name, but so, yeah. you know what? And, and I can pull it up really quickly. Bear with me for just one second here. <laughs> so, uh, and Virginia has been going through a lot with their um, <laughs> with their politicians. It's fucking yeah. like literally once a week, some politician in Virginia yeah, is up face. for some blackface, some sex scandal, yeah. um, just yeah. some crazy, crazy shit. Now, what are you uh, gonna do? It was in the group chat earlier. I will have it for you by the time it, I it, finish this. Here we go. Yeah. So a Maryland lawmaker. This is a delegate Mary Ann Lasanti. Yeah. Um, she's a. a Democratic delegate for Harford County. Mm-hmm. So she uh, apparently referred to PG County as uh, uh, a, a nigger district. Jesus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, come on. Yeah. Like, what are you so doing? the district being like 65% African American. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, if you're campaigning for a, a, a <laughs> delegate of the state, there, there are certain key yo. counties you need to win. Yeah. And now, so. That's crazy. What what I really really dislike is yeah. um, certain apologies for things like these, right? When, yeah. Whenever so, whenever someone says like, "Oh, you know, this is not normally my character, and this is a learning lesson." Whenever someone says any of those things, you know it's complete bullshit. 
oh, this is a learning lesson for me. This is not this is not my character. Or in her yeah. case, but what else said, are you gonna say though? Like, she said this word is not normally in my vocabulary. Yeah, you don't say it, nigga it district. Out. You don't say nigga district unless you've that, said it once before. Oh, you've said it a hundred times before, <laughs> and you really do feel like she probably hates because, having to campaign because for votes in PG. Even as a black guy, it's a nigger district. Even as a black guy who uses, you know, I, I mean, use nigger every now and then. You know, like, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit, right? I have never thought to say this is a nigger county. Yeah. This is a nigga. I've never that even come close to <laughs> she and her team, I'm sure, have branded PG County. That's insane. When they're thinking about their, their campaign and how they're gonna run, I'm sure they've referred to PG County yeah. in that way many times before. Yeah. And she so openly did it at a cigar but bar I guess with maybe, a bunch of people. Maybe that's what people are thinking. And I to me it doesn't necessarily seem that like that type of situation, but perhaps that's what people are thinking about Vigo. Yeah, but her, her I mean, in this case, her apology was bullshit because you know that this is not her first time using it, right? Um but you know, and and, and her excuse was, Oh, this word is not knowing me in my vocabulary. It was a slip. Um, vote for me. You know, <laughs> this is a I, I'm gonna see twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'm gonna this is a learning moment for me. I'm gonna see counseling to right. overcome my struggles. Yeah. Um I'll be better for it. Vote for me. It's like yeah, bitch, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Um in his yeah. case, I don't think he made an apology. He he didn't make he one did. of those bullshit apologies for it. Yeah, he he well he basically just said like, Hey, like I know like the hurt that this caused or I can only imagine like the hurt that this caused and you know, so I apologize. Yada yada. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't I, I one of those. Mean, like, I don't even really care about his. I don't. I don't, I don't really care about the apology. I think the thing that I, I look at is when it comes to situations like this, I look at what was like your intent, right? Mm-hmm. So Vigo, he was simply tr- like he was trying to explain, like, and and I think that's why I have this weird conflict with the word and everybody's use of it, right? Like, I, I get that. Trust me, I understand the historical context of it, but. If you're like explaining something like so and I'll give you a kind not a perfect example, but just an example. Nonetheless, I was watching CNN one time and I was watching uh, specifically I was watching. Um, I think Brooke Baldwin is her name. She's a she's a host on CNN. Um, she had two guests on. One was black. One was white. The white guy was actually rooting or not rooting, but he was arguing against Trump or shit. Uh, um, it wasn't Trump. It was uh, who's the guy? Steve Bannon. He's arguing against Steve Bannon, and then the other guy um, was arguing for Steve Bannon. The white guy to try to explain, like, okay, like, hey, here's how racist Steve Bannon is. He was saying, hey, he, you know, uh, you're talking about this guy who would, you know, uh, use the word nigger, uh, and then Brooke immediately like broke down like crying. She's like, don't you ever use that word on my. I'm like. But he's describing what the person who he's saying is racist use. Like, yeah, I don't like it. And it's a word, too. It's not like it, it. Like, I understand the historical context. I understand, you know, the fact that a white guy said this, yada, yada. But he's saying like you you get what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. It's not like you're, you're you're saying that almost in the vacuum of what you're saying has no context. There's no you just said the word like it's a word like. Yeah. 
I do think you know? that sometimes people give it uh, too much power in certain situations. Like, like it's you have to kind of like the take, fuck out. Because <laughs> if you respond too emotionally, that's giving it, it power. Like you you have to kind of take the some like of the if fire you say the it, word, right? you act like ten black people somewhere just gonna drop dead. Like yeah. it's just like now like nothing is going to happen. Relax. If a, if, if a white guy is explaining to me that like this other white guy said, oh he just said nigger, I'm gonna be like. All right, you slow down. Too. <laughs> don't get too okay, careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna slap both of you, right? Because you don't need to say it to tell me what he said. No, but I, I but, think, but, but I, think I, I think if you do, if you are trying to drive a point home, especially if you're trying to say somebody's racist and and you're not doing it excessively, like so some of these people online who are like. Uh, yeah, they no, they no, do no, it I in certain ways where in they're just like case, nigger, 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 and you just have like, right, to. You, you want to? Dude. Yeah, you just want to say it. You know, it, it hits a little bit harder, especially when, when you're doing something on that public of a stage, like if you're campaigning or you're that's debating, a powerful thing. It to, hits a little bit harder yeah. to say, "Hey, I'm not use the this actual is what word." He actually said, "Yeah." So I get that. Um, you know, in Vigo's case, if I'm correct, Vigo was like, "You know, I I used the word." Um, yeah, I, I know, think he was wrong for I. You know, I, I fucked up. It, yeah. It's um, it's a powerful word. It's caused a lot of hurt. I was wrong. Yeah. There, there's no, I was wrong. I'm gonna seek out counseling. Uh, <laughs> this is a power, learning moment for me. All of that yeah. bullshit. Like, no, he was like, yo, I was wrong. I, yeah. I didn't understand the gravity of, of what I'd done. Okay. So, uh, so some other controversies that the film had. Apparently, the family of I think Dr. Shirley, uh, basically are like, yeah, none of this ever happened. That this did not take place <laughs> they weren't really even friends like it was more of like an employer employee relationship mm-hmm. like this shit didn't go down the way that you guys are saying it went down um so that's another controversy um and then i think one of the writers he i don't know he they, they showed this as a controversy i was like this this isn't really a controversy i think he's just a human being like so he had some like i don't know maybe i think trump posted something about something that was like anti-muslim mm-hmm. and i think that the this particular writer um like he either retweeted it or like tweeted it in a, in a positive nature about it um now look i don't have his views but i mean even if you're a writer whatever you can have a fucking yeah, opinion can, it may be a stupid opinion but you can have a fucking opinion about some shit and so so yeah so that was another controversy yeah i don't think that takes away from the film yeah i i i, I don't what necessarily some asshole he may not even be an asshole what someone tweeted or retweeted before or after uh i don't i think that's a reflection of their personal views maybe personally they're an asshole but you know that shouldn't take away from the body of work that you know a lot of other people put time and care into yeah um Okay, so but now the thing about his family, you know, contradicting a lot of the events throughout the movie. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. His brother yeah. was probably like, "No, we talked all the time." Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. His uh, wife was like, "No, what? <laughs> what? We were. I was in still the car with like, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wasn't traveling uh, alone. I was with him." <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, but like, and then also, I don't know if that's necessarily. Well, I guess that is pretty controversial in terms of like you just basically made an entire film that was clearly based on a lie like and it wasn't even like oh they, you got this one specific piece of historical fact wrong it's like no like the whole premise for your fucking film is incorrect yeah <laughs> like these things are interesting because dr shirley um is not here to well, he uh, lives until 2013 so he had time that i mean but this film came out 2018 right i'm sure it was in works way before that though yeah you know one of, one of the things that was highlighted at the end of the movie is that um, he and Tony, uh, Tony Lip, 
remain very great, very good friends. But that's only, but again, that's within the movie, and that's only because they said that within a movie. How do we know that that was the actual case? Yeah. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna hope they didn't lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, these Hollywood motherfuckers. So they remained friends until they died, and they died months apart in 2013. These Hollywood um, sons of bitches, they yeah, don't care. They're if like, they made whatever. that shit up, it's like, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they have no souls. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, so let's let's get to the guts here. Okay, so let's say how we feel about you know, and we'll wrap up on this note. Um, uh, Green Book going home with the Oscar. So. Overall, um, I, I'm I'm surprised Green Book took best film. I, I mm-hmm. don't think compared to a movie like Black Panther, compared to um, Black Klansman, uh, compared to Bohemian Rhapsody or Roma, uh, it was levels ahead of any of those films. Mm-hmm. I do think this was a better movie than A Star Is Born, mm-hmm. but it would be it, this would be fourth on any of my lists for uh, uh, winner of of an Oscar. Yeah. Um, any any way I flip the coin, it, there's gonna be another movie I, I I put over this. Yeah, um, I think it, it, it's it's hard for me to imagine a world where um, somebody sits down and watches two movies. They watch this, and they watch literally any other Oscar <laughs> contender there was this year. And I'll even throw a Star is Born, although I think you, you put this above a Star is Born. And for them to come away with the idea that this was a superior movie, it maybe made you feel good, a feel good movie. But technically speaking, as well as uh, just overall ingenuity, um, there is just it's. Like you, you don't choose this movie as best picture unless something else is going on behind the scenes. Like that, it, it's impossible for you, Black Klansman, Roma, yeah. uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, Black Panther. Even like, and and it's hard for me to say Black Panther because like I, I still I don't necessarily know if Black Panther was a superhero movie that deserved to. I I think. If Black Panther wasn't Black Panther, like if we got that same story, but it wasn't about a black superhero, there's just no chance Black Panther would have made it. So <laughs> made it uh, to best picture. It's writing really hard off of the social zeitgeist. I mean, but like even with Black Panther, right? Like when you look at all the elements of the film, the music was incredible. Does yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Great cinematography. Ryan Kogler Ryan made a fantastic film. There's yeah. no like I'm not even I'm not I mean uh, I'm not so, trying yeah, to not take even focusing away on the ta- I'm just the, yeah. the production, the the costume design, the cinematography, the music, even just those elements mm-hmm. blow Green Book out of the water. It's not even it's not even close. Like, like we, the, we skipped cinematography and and, 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 and uh, the because score we just because didn't even need to. Like, I mean, I, I guess there, you know, with the score and the music, there there's something to be talked about. There, it had some beautiful music in it, and of course, and all that good stuff. Yeah, was but that musician. was in no way, shape, or form. Uh, like that didn't save it from being less than any of these other movies. Yeah, and and so again. And, and I'll point to and, and I think that I might be done with the Oscars as in like, you know, coming on here, talking about it and making it this big thing every year. Like, hey, let's watch all the because if this is just going to happen year after year, 
then what the fuck's the point? I guess you could argue, okay, maybe Moonlight, but even that year, the Moonlight one, I thought that Manchester by the Sea was just the, clearly the better film. Uh, Still last haven't year, seen that. Uh, last year, oh, you, you definitely need to watch Moonlight. It's a really good movie. I'll read about uh, it. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I've seen Moonlight. Oh, what, what, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Manchester by the Sea. Oh, Manchester, yes. Yeah, watch Manchester by the Sea. If you're talking about something that you shed a couple of tears at. Really? Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> that joint had me up in like, 2 a.m. in the morning, like, <laughs> I hope nobody can hear me. <laughs> like, yes, officer, there's a woman crying next door. <laughs> uh, she sounds horrible. It sounds like something's ha- something happening to her over there, and they knock on the door. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's me. So I was just watching, man. Tell somebody to see what I say. Oh, you saw yeah. too? Okay. <laughs> well, you, here's your warning. Keep yeah. it down. Um, so, I, But I, I think my overall thesis here is this is a testament to the um, – the campaign that's waged for Oscar uh, 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 wins where the, the thing that everybody can s- clearly see should win. There's a reason why on, all, on everybody's list, they were saying Roma was the favorite, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the better film. You don't watch all those lists of films and be like, ah, this is, it's hard. You know, it was very obvious this year. What, what film was just head and shoulders above the rest. And the fact that you, like, it wasn't even one of the other films that people were like, okay, maybe this film could do it. But then, on, on even on top of that, then it strikes, uh, be, you know, and I talked about the campaigns and how, like, and, and just how the, even the voting even works uh, in and of itself. It's fucking confusing. It's like, uh, you have to choose, like, what you would choose as, like, your first nomination for the, and if... Uh, and then you choose like another one and then somehow like, I don't know. It's like if they tally it up, they could knock your first one out for some reason. And then they would go with your second one and that would count as, I don't know. It's that's a that's very, stupid. It's a very complicated, unnecessarily complicated. And you and you I, can't just vote for your favorite movie. Like, yeah, it, it should just be a, a straight, just, is that the shit that you want? Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll vote that in. Right. Um, at, apply that to any other like uh, <laughs> uh, part of your life. Like, yeah. Uh, if you're in line at Chipotle and you're like, <laughs> I like, I prefer the chicken, but and they're know, like, my, I my second vote is for the and like, barbacoa. All right, well, we're just gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna knock, knock the chicken, the chicken, chicken out. <laughs> we're gonna give you this. And you're like, no, but I don't. I really don't want the pork. And we're, we're gonna give you the pork. <laughs> well, you're getting pork today, so <laughs> why I don't know can't what to I just have the chicken? Uh, we, we, we tallied it up. Uh, uh, we uh, weighed it. We knocked that out. You're, you're this is what you're nah, getting. Yeah, yeah. I hope I sincerely. I hope you're not Muslim. I hope this, is, this isn't a religious thing because you're getting gotta pork. eat it. <laughs> you're getting pork today, son. Um, uh, so yeah, so and, I, and I, again, I might not be getting that 100 percent correct, but it is some weird wonky voting uh, system. They I'm have. sure there's no system in America that allows you to vote, uh, just, just cast your vote other than American Idol. Yeah, That's the I only know. one who gets yeah. it right. I, honestly, like for our presidential elections, for the Oscar nomination, we should just do American Idol style. Yeah, American just Idol call in. It. Yeah, yeah, and and put your put your uh, select uh, three for uh, for fucking Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. vote four two for, for Ruben, Ruben Stutter <laughs> and one for Clay Aiken. America, Very simple. Yeah, you voted. <laughs> like it should just get Ryan Seacrest to yeah, do yeah. it now. We he really need the should. electoral college. It's. You call in, yeah. you dial three for Bernie Sanders, yeah. you dial two for 
whoever the fuck else is winning, uh, yeah, Kamala yeah. Harris, you dialed three for uh, yeah, fucking whoever else. Cory Booker. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, nobody wants Cory Booker. He's uh, he's terrible. Um, so uh, so yeah, so so you have the the campaign being being waged, but then on top of it too, Green Book winning, I think is, it shows how far we haven't come racially speaking, right? They say this is, you know, this generation's uh, driving Miss Daisy, right? We're supposed to, like, accept this as, like, true progress as far as, like, how we see race in America. That all we do is just reverse the roles of Miss Daisy and I forget the name of Morgan Freeman's character was in that, but we reverse their roles and that's supposed to be like, yeah. Oh wow, it's fixed. We've now. done it. We figured it out. We just reversed yeah. their roles, and now we're there in a movie too. Not we're real life. There in the movie. In real life, shit's still fucked up. <laughs> in the movie, white guys drive <laughs> black guys. We got it yeah. sold. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is this is not. You're not. Like, I think it's their way of saying, "Oh, we're trying to say something." Like we're we're being like massively progressive saying this, but somehow you find yourself in the complete opposite realm of man, fuck this shit. Like and and I think everybody universally like and and I, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but th- there's like a large sect of people who are like, man, fuck this. Like this is stupid. No, I don't want to fucking see Green Book win. No, nobody was looking for Green Book to fucking win this yeah. award. And, like and again, it is the last movie of all the movies that we watched. Um, yeah. I had a feeling that, like, before I watched this movie, that yeah. Green Book wasn't going to be the winner or shouldn't be the winner just because of how powerful Roma was and how good Bohemian Rhapsody was and how just incredibly fantastic uh, 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 Black Panther was. Yeah. Um, and now that I've seen it, I still feel that way. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not disappointed in the movie. I enjoyed it. But again, I, I don't, I, I still question why it won um and and, and when i hear things like uh and and i did hear this earlier today that it was this generation's driving miss daisy and um you know white people are watching this movie like oh now i understand and uh (laughs) let's defeat racism (laughs) this movie did not do it no no it was a very plain and ordinary and non-nuanced way of looking at it it basically just collected a whole bunch of you know this year's the help under the help with yeah. Viola Davis, yeah, and, yeah I can see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's this year's version of that, and yeah. before that, it was Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. <laughs> Every couple of years, white people love these. We movies. go through these. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, this just tells me, man. Like I, I think I'm done. I, I think, yeah, you know, I might, I might tune in, or not even tune in, but I, I might, I might. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do because I don't really <laughs> give a shit about this anymore. Yeah. This is stupid. I have to go through this every single year. Uh, like last year with The Shape of Water, I, I didn't understand that. Still haven't uh, seen it. Yeah. You, might, you probably don't need to. But uh, You know but what? I might try and... If you should, I get you some time this weekend, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Manchester by the Sea and Shape mm-hmm. of Water. Because I'll be curious. Sad. Well, I'll be... Shape of Water, you probably won't be she, sad. You'll probably she leave fuck it with the uh, fuck the fish guy. <laughs> yeah, she fucks the fish guy. Uh, but I, I want you to watch it. I want you. I want to get your. I specifically want to get your take on it. On, who's on who, who's her ex boyfriend? <laughs> what what if you found you out dumped that, that your ex girlfriend for the fish dude was fucking the fish? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. That that might be. Yo. You might have to. You might have to seek some counseling after that. I don't. Yeah. My dick game that weak. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even come at it from a place of anger. It's more of like, you damn. Just, like, <laughs> you just call like, hey, um, can we talk? Are you with the fish right now? Good idea. Do you have like fifteen minutes? Was that not wet enough for you? Should we have? I, we I took you to the aquarium. Is that where you met him? <laughs> Motherfucker. How long have you been dating? How long has this been? How many gone times did you go back to the aquarium without me? Oh shit. All right, ladies. We gotta get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. It's it's uh I gotta take a piss. It's well past my uh fucking sleep time. Um okay. Uh as always we uh, yeah is it what are we, slumber? What am I supposed to call it? I don't know. That was <laughs> it was just my idea. Um, uh, as always, we appreciate you guys rocking. If you st- stuck with us for about two hours and 14 minutes here, uh, you are a fucking supporter and we appreciate that. But uh, why don't you do us a favor? Go ahead and hit that like button, the subscribe button, uh, as well as share button. Share this shit with uh, whoever uh, you think could benefit from listening to our uh, our take on Robert Kraft's uh, uh, mishandling. Yeah. Hey, free Robert Kraft. I know, I know he's not arrested right now, but uh, free him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started on those posters. Um, uh, yeah, and all the other shit we talked about. Um, we will be back with another show, hopefully this weekend. We'll yes, see. Yes. Uh, till then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we should just go ahead and do what we do. Hit the usual protocol. Fade out. Peace. The motherfuck. Outs.